0: Good evening and welcome to episode 157 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. It is opening week of Saratoga. Woo! We are so excited. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to be talking about many things here on tonight's show. Glad you could join us. Please make sure you hit that subscription button. We have over 1,300 subscribers. Maybe one of our co-hosts will be showing that sign. I think we're at... 1312 right now is the number of subscribers we have right now on YouTube. Really appreciate all of your support. Also down below the video player, hit that notification bell. We still have many of you that watch the show, but do not hit that notification bell. So please make sure you do that so you know when new content will arrive because we have a lot of new content coming up for the Saratoga Meet and Del Mar. This is a great time of year. You don't want to miss our shows. And the best way to not miss our shows is is hit that notification bell so you know when new content will be popping up on the show. Also, please hit that thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate it. You can see my name tag, and my name tag is very important tonight also because you can see my Twitter handle there at hkravitz. Last time I checked, about half an hour ago, 998. Ooh, so close! 998 followers. We just need two more followers for me to hit the 1,000 follower mark on. Twitter, which would be pretty cool. So if you're on Twitter and you don't follow me, please, where is it? Right over there. Oh, I always messed this up. Right there. There it is. At It's Follow me on Twitter so we can get over a thousand. Followers, of course, on the scroll to the bottom of the screen. You can see my source at gmail.com. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor as well. Please make sure you subscribe there. The race day blog. It's doing very well. I had many price horses that I gave out last week that finished second or third that helped fill out some big trifectas of which I had at least. I don't know if you had it, but I had it. And you would know that if you follow me on Twitter, I showed my tickets, had some very nice vertical plays based on the race day blog. There's the information on the bottom of the screen. If you're listening to this, just go to patreon.com backslash HHH racing podcast. Again, www.patreon dot com backslash h racing podcast. It's very inexpensive. It's very profitable. I'm hitting about two a two dollar and ninety cent ROI, which is fantastic overall. Again, the race day blog, highly recommend you check that out. And last but not least, before I bring on my wonderful co host contributors, here we come, folks. Here we come eight days. Howard will be at Saratoga for the first time on July 20th. That is one week from tomorrow. I will be in Saratoga Springs. Look out, everyone. Here I come. Really excited. i got a huge trip planned with a bunch of friends um, from Chicago and a gentleman from Philadelphia. We, we're staying at a house. Uh, very excited. We'll be at the track for three days. I'll send out more information about that uh, later, but very excited about that. Let's see. Get some quick comments in before we bring in our uh, guests or our co-hosts. We got Stan, Stan the man from Arkansas. Stan is here. Phil Conti is here. Phil, thanks for here. Horsey Dave. It is Saratoga time. Horsey Dave is here. What who else is here? Uh, Let's see. Chino A. Chino, thanks for joining. I don't know if I've seen you before. Yeah, let's let's crush these pick fives. We got Steven is here. Uh, Of course, Penn State Scott. Can't forget about Penn State Scott. Anyway. If you're new to the show or you're old to the show, please make sure in the top right-hand corner, you type in all your comments in the live chat. We want to have a very lively discussion. Let's bring in, first of all, my wonderful co-host from the East Coast, Pete Visco, and from the Saratoga Special, Paul Halloran, and regular contributors, Jim Pollars and Kyle Roscoe. We got the full boat here today. It no. is Saratoga week. Paul, are you ready for Saratoga?
1: Oh, how would I? Am I ready? You, you asked me if it was like Christmas Eve tomorrow. Tomorrow night it will be like Christmas Eve. It'll be a hard time sleeping tomorrow night. I just want to show everyone two numbers here. Can we read that number?
0: Thirteen,
1: That's twelve. 12 yes, But more importantly, this number.
0: Oh, oh! Wait, the eighteen sixty-three club at Saratoga. What's that? And
1: what is the significance of that?
0: You know what? I don't. Is that the first race at Saratoga? I don't even know. First race at Saratoga. Oh.
1: The oldest sporting venue in the United States of America opened in 1863.
0: There you go. I hear it's very nice in there. I might be going in there. I'm not sure yet, but I hear it's nice. Hey, Howard, wait a minute. Let me, let's stop, for, Howard, stop. What do you
1: mean you're only going to be at the track three days? Come on. They run five-day weeks, Howard. <laughs> what are you going? Uh, you going on a nature hike or something? Come on, Howard.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, me I'm getting break. in Wednesday late afternoon leaving Sunday morning, so what are my choices? I might be to oh, track Wednesday. Wow. Could be late Wednesday, Paul. We'll see.
2: Could I be hope late so, Wednesday. We'll wow. see. I By the like, way, for me yeah. it's more
0: like Hanukkah Eve, but whatever. hanukkah Christmas Eve, Kwanzaa, whatever <laughs> you got, whatever you guys celebrate. Uh Pete, what are you looking forward most to Saratoga, man?
3: Uh, just the horses. I'm not a have never been to Saratoga, so it doesn't have as much of the luster for me, except for the races. Okay. The races themselves. I, I'm not a and and the the jockey. You know, the jockey standings are always interesting just because you get the best crop there. But for me, it's the horses. All the big horses will come back. All the big races they're going to have, It's you can't beat it. I just hope there's not as much speed that wins all these races this year. Because last year, Saratoga pissed me off more than I enjoyed it. So well, I'm hoping for some... I know one some... thing. Unless yeah.
0: something's changed, it's been very dry out there. It's been very warm. The turf is going to be absolutely rock hard. I don't see a lot of rain in the forecast until next week, of course, when I'm there. doesn't look like a full washout, but uh, Kyle, you're a young man that's uh, certainly getting bigger and bigger in the handicapping world and horse racing world. Is Saratoga a track that you would play normally every summer?
4: Uh, yeah. I mean, ever since I started, you know, a few years ago, um, definitely obviously been the track that everyone looks to in the summer. And uh, as for what I, I mean, the two-year-olds usually at Saratoga are usually what to look at being just getting um, ready through the spring and getting them either when, when they're winning a maiden race or whatever they want to do. And this is the time for the stakes race at Saratoga. So those two-year-olds are always something to look at.
0: Jim, as you told me, you're, you're in New York, but you're not exactly, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not exactly close to Saratoga, but <clears throat> obviously it's uh, it's a track that you bet quite often. though was also.
2: Yeah. I've been there a couple of times. Um, I, I do better quite often. The nice thing about Saratoga is that every day is a superior card. A lot of these racetracks, you're waiting for the Saturday card. That's where the state races are jammed. No matter what day you look at Saratoga, you know you're going to get a quality field and a quality card to bet.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. So I was just playing around with a uh, one of the one of the screenshots that I don't usually use. Uh, I'm no I'm no more important than you guys, so I'm not going to go. I'm going to leave it out like this. Um, all right, so guys, here's the plan. And everyone listening at home, uh, today shows me a little bit different. I actually create a little bit of a rundown for the viewers, guys. So let me just bring that on screen so everyone knows what's going to be happening here on today's show. Very quickly, let me uh, show everyone what the plan is here. Uh, We're going to do a very quick recap. Let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger. Uh, There we go. We're going to do a quick recap of what happened this past Saturday at Belmont very quickly because I thought there were some very interesting things uh, that happened. Then we're going to jump into talking about Saratoga, we're going to talk about trainers and jockeys that we uh, want to look out for, maybe some under the radar guys or gals. To Chad or not to Chad, we're going to have that conversation, and then specific handicapping <laughs> angles, types of bets and races that our my co-hosts and contributors like and dislike the most. And then we are going to go into detail the late pick five for opening day on Thursday. So that is our plan, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for uh, this particular show i actually sort of like that screen a little bit better let's just leave it like that for right now um all right so guys first thing let's talk here's what we're gonna do and i'll start off first to give you guys a little bit of prep on what you may want to say because i'm gonna do this uh slightly different than we do before because i want to make this quick what i'm gonna do here is i'm gonna ask you guys you're going you have one take of what happened last saturday it could be any of the four stake races now for people at home and i'll go first just to break the ice here for, for people at home, let's refresh everyone's memory on what happened last Saturday at Belmont because it was really a fascinating uh, day at Saratoga. So let me go ahead and, and go full screen. There were four stake races last Saturday. The first one was the Suburban, won by Dynamic One. Our, our co-hosts and contributors can talk about that race briefly if they'd like. There was the Belmont Oaks, which we see on screen here, won by one of the Chads uh, McCulloch at 5-1. to one. Uh, we can have this conversation. You could, they can talk about that. The Victory Ride Stakes, which I'll just say selfishly, completely blew up my pick five. Uh, Hot Peppers won that race, if, uh, if our guests and contributors would like to talk about that race in general. And then we have the Belmont Derby, which, as you guys probably are not going to be surprised by, that's where we're going to start off. I'm going to solve out the Belmont Derby. It'll be literally about one or two minutes for each one of you guys on one of the races, whichever one you choose. I know I sent you guys out some information. Uh, That that we see on the screen. So let's let me talk about the Belmont Derby first. Uh, The the first thing I want to say is I was out of the pick five. My my day Saturday from a horizontal perspective was an absolute disaster. So horizontally, I was horrible Saturday. Vertically, I was pretty good. And if people follow me on Twitter, they know. Or if you buy my race day blog, you know, because I had consumer spending in my try. I had a 20 to one morning line shot in Indiana that finished third in my try. Um, so I, I had some nice hits anyway vertically, which just goes to show you as many different ways to skin a cat, so to speak. But uh, horizontally, I was a disaster. This race right here, here's what I want to say. A few quick things. Anyone that had a classic Causeway, congratulations. I'm happy for you. I was like Andy Serling. I could not have been more wrong about this horse. I was, I was completely and totally against this horse in any way, shape, or fashion i like the horse that finished second or third. You can see on the screen, Nation's Pride and Stone Age. I will push back a little bit, though, for people that like Classic Causeway. And I'm going to make this a little bigger. If you like Classic Causeway, do me a favor. Don't say the horse freaked or, like, was amazing on turf or some kind of adjective. That's just not true. These are the buyers. He ran an 89 buyer. Congratulations. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't run any better than he has before in, in some of his dirt races. He ran a solid race. Yes. He ran much better than I thought. Yes. I will be totally, totally, completely against this horse. Next time, if he runs in the Saratoga Derby nation's pride and stone age euros that finished second and third, if you follow Trackus or ground loss, they each have like between like 45 to 60 feet of ground loss. Um, I do want to give Pete Visco some credit who said last week he was worried about these outside posts with these horses, and I sort of poo-pooed him on that. Um, I was a little bit wrong on that, but I will say I thought the rides were very questionable, especially on the Ten Nations Pride when he could have saved ground much earlier. Anyway, I'm not going to go on and on. All I will say is I will be completely against Classic Causeway the next time they run, but anyone that had Classic Causeway, congratulations. Uh, Pete, we'll go to you next. You can make any comment you want on any of the four races.
3: Actually, I'll stick with this one just for a second because Paul, okay. I'll give credit to our to one of our co-hosts for a second here. Paul made a good point last week because I, I, I know I had machete on top and Paul right. had machete in second. And when you yeah. watch the race, you were just completely confused by the ride and the trip that that horse got. And the point I want to make, though, and this applies mostly to Belmont, so maybe not as much to Saratoga, but – Paul made the point of it's nice to have jockeys who understand Belmont and have ridden there and understand the configuration and sort of how to run. If you watch that ride by Machete, who had a French jockey who I I assume had never been here before And he just moved too early. He moved wide on the turns. I mean, the horse dropped to dead last, and it looked like it was going to fall down, basically. And then all of a sudden closes and and passes horses, winds up finishing, whatever that is, eighth or something. But I think it was just a good point by Paul about something, especially at Belmont to be concerned about, is there's configurations and there's jockeys that know courses. And that comes in handy, especially when you have a horse that hasn't been at a track as well. So I'm going to give Paul some credit for once.
1: I agree okay. with Pete. <laughs> Shocking. <I'll laughs> Shocking. First on time. One of the four races
0: you'd like to talk about.
1: Um, I want to talk about McCoolick, but to your point, Howard, about the horizontal, I obviously had the same trouble. And to be honest with you, Howard, for me, Hot Peppers was a harder horse to have than I had Classic Causeway as a C. And that right. was strictly in a race where I spread and we all agreed the horse was finally on the right surface after, how many starts was it? Uh, nine starts or something. So we, we knew that the horse would be better on turf. Having said that, it's tough to like him but, as a first-time turfer in that type of field.
0: Paul, um, I got to ask you the question because, you know, I, I'm active on Twitter. And, of course, the whole world after the race said they loved Classic Causeway, of course. Is he really better on turf? I mean, yes. do we know yet?
1: Uh, well, this one race put it this he's way. On turf he, he's not going to win a mile and he's not going to win
0: uh, nine furlongs on dirt, which are uh, 10 furlongs what, what on the dirt. Alan, what about the Alan Jerkins going seven? Just I
1: bring it don't up. just, just it's, food for thought. It's, it, it's, it's a reasonable assumption. It's a reasonable theory. Um, I don't think he's going to be that fast at seven as he was at uh, okay. eight and a half, but um I think he belongs on turf. Uh, he's a Giants Causeway. Um, you know, again, do not hear me to say I love the horse. I just used the horse in a race that I went Sorry. So McCool, I, I, I gotta uh,
0: interrupt. Breaking news. Breaking worldwide news. Are we ready? Look at the bottom of the screen, everyone. Hello. Hello. Thank you, everyone. Now, we all know it just takes
2: one knucklehead to unfollow, then I'm back to 999. But yeah, you, better right, be nice, you better two two be nice second. to us. Yeah, There's four of say. us on
3: here that can unfollow well, you. Four for the, the, of the
0: followers, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, Paul, we, we, we want to move on here. Talk about yeah. McCulloch or the race, the Oaks. Well, it,
1: you know, it, it's a good lesson. You know, I, I covered the race that McCulloch Broker maiden last year. Uh, it was a very – even then it was emotional for Chad Brown. His first employee, Mary McCulloch, when he went out on his own yeah. uh, I've followed the horse the horse I have I'm looking at my notes on my PPs from Saturday. He closed into a turtle pace in the regret stakes at Churchill downs it was it was slow and and he closed and just just didn't get there kind of leveled off a little bit. I played McCulloch all over the board, Howard second and third. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that doesn't help when when she goes by i i, I would have had everything if the four uh the the, the euro had held on and, and i'll be honest when it, when the Tory took the lead i, I thought i thought uh, he was home so yeah. the, the lesson is stick with your stick with your guns and if, if you like a horse enough to play a
0: second you better play her on top uh, Jim, is there a race that you do you want to talk about, the victory ride?
2: Uh, yeah, is- I'll talk about the victory ride since nobody has yet. Um, yeah, let's, very- talk about,
0: let's talk about that gosh darn effing race.
2: Yeah, well, there's one, and not not so much about the race. I don't know if you guys watched it on television, um, the Fox coverage of it, um, but I, I, like most people, probably had 90% of my play going through Pretty Birdie. thought it was, especially with the scratches in the race, I thought she was pretty much lone speed in there. About a minute you know, before Paul, the race. Paul, Paul obviously liked Pretty
0: Birdie. We all like Pretty Birdie yeah. to some extent.
2: Yeah, well, Maggie
0: is always right. right.
2: Yeah, Maggie. Maggie Wolfendale, about a minute and a half before the race, two minutes, said that Pretty Birdie threw a shoe. Yeah. Not only did she lose a shoe, but it was hanging by one nail from the horse's foot, and the horse was favoring that foot. She also made a point that Pretty Birdie were special yeah. um, tailor-made you know, glue. Yeah, yeah, and they just put an ordinary shoe on Pretty Birdie. And even as they were loading the gate, she said the horse just didn't look right. And, you know, for that reason, she didn't like the horse. And it was obvious the horse shouldn't have run. I mean, he he broke terribly out of the gate. He was done after a quarter mile. They walked him home. I mean, I I got a question about whether either the trainer, the rider, or somebody, I mean, anybody that played the horse really didn't get a fair shake. And, again, because it was the second part of the pick five, I mean, anybody that played a pick five, I mean, like I said, I, I was so disappointed because I used classic causes as a backup, much like called it, Lone speed in a turf race, and if Pretty Birdie wins, I'm alive going forward. It was just I, I, I felt cheated a little bit, you know, in that well, race. Well, not only that, I want Jim. I want to I want to show the
0: bottom. This and by the way, Jim and Kyle, I apologize for your face on the screen once in a while. But Matthew, I think you bring up a great point. After the pick five was all, you know, after the pick five already started, uh, the number two was also a big scratch in that race, and I, I thought. Uh, I thought she was a player, also. So that whole race was just a was just a cluster f.
2: Absolutely, Jim.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, Trust the thing me. that I
0: noticed, and then um, I'm sorry. Did you want to add anything else, Jim?
2: No, no. I, I just you know it, okay. it was it was a terrible spot to be. I mean, it's it's hard to put any blame on anybody, but I think it blew everybody's day up. Well, I, I, I'll like, tell you what. I'm
0: going to lose. I, I'm very. I'm mathematical. I'm I'm analytical. Maybe. Sometimes to a fault, but guys, look at the buyer. Okay, again, people that are not familiar with this, this chart, ladies and gentlemen, this left side, the furthest left column, is the buyer that they received on Saturday. This is the most recent race. When you look at the top three choices, Sterling Silver, who I loved and just didn't really got a good setup. I don't, she just didn't fire. I don't know what happened. Eleven points less in the buyer scale. Happy Soul, thirteen points left buyer scale, and Pretty Birdie was a DNF. I mean, the winner got to seventy-four. When that happens, uh, I, I'm not. I don't want to speak for the the other four of you guys, but for me, when that happens, I'm in trouble. I mean, just there's just yeah. a weird race where just shit happened. The winning buyer was horrible. The top three horses didn't run for whatever reason, just messed up. Um, Kyle, do you want to talk about the Suburban? You don't have to, but it's the only race we didn't talk about yet. Yeah.
4: I just wanted to bring up uh, consumer spending who ran a really good race in that yes. one too for Chad as well. Um, yeah. coming up the inside had a little bit of, you know, she was tight in the stretch. So, and she got oh. through at the end there. So I just wanted to bring, bring, bring that horse up, but the Suburban, I mean, I want to give a lot of credit to first captain, honestly, even though he got a pretty decent trip at it. I want to give a lot of credit to first captain because it looked like at the top of the stretch it looked like Dynamic One was going to draw off by five and win. So, but yeah, all the credit to Louis Saez. But then again, Irad just knows Dynamic One, she knows how to ride, and just again prevails by the nose. But yeah, I wanted to give a lot of credit to first captain there in that race for holding on I, as long as they did.
0: I agree, and and someone on Twitter I won't say who. Guys, I have pretty strong opinions. I'm not always right, but I do have strong opinions, and I feel like I'm you know, have some pretty good horse facing knowledge A people on Twitter said, wow, dynamic one was great. He was like more tactical. He ran down first captain. I'm thinking to myself, first captain did all the dirty work. He was yeah. three wide. Yeah. He moved into a slow pace. Dynamic one just followed first captain around the track, even though dynamic one. And of course, you guys know that I had him last time. I didn't, I like first captain in this race. Um, I thought if dynamic one was like really that good, he would have like blown by this field. He's a nice horse. But for people to start like putting him in the upper echelon of older horses, I'm sorry. I, 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 he's a nice horse. Plutcher's done a great job with him. For me, he's not the next coming of Vino Rosso Paul. I don't know how you feel about that yet, but he's a good horse, but he's got to step up his game. if He wants to be a factor in at, uh, at the breeders cup in November. Would you agree with that statement or no?
1: Yeah. I think he runs pretty much the same race every time. I mean, he was definitely closer this time, but it was a much shorter field. Um, you know, I, I think. Hey, look, I, he's a he's a good horse. He's earned over five hundred thousand dollars now, um, but yeah, no, he's he's not a Breeders' Cup Classic horse in any stretch of the imagination. Could, Howard, could I tell a very quick Saratoga story? That Jim, absolutely, go ahead. Enjoy?
0: Let me take this so, Jim, off and then go ahead. I'm listening to your Paul. point.
1: To your point, Jim, in the pandemic year when mm-hmm. I did go to Saratoga a few times. Uh, and, of course, there were no fans, so the place was a ghost town, very eerie. Um, I happened to be walking behind Maggie, and I stopped her and introduced myself and told her I write for the special, and I said, Maggie, I got to tell you, that you know, I come every year, and I'm working, and we have a table, and we have five or six guys, and when you come on the air in the paddock, everyone stops what they're doing to listen to you. That's how much uh, value everyone places in your opinion. So the very next race, Jim, the very next race, I'm like two for two in the pick five. I'm single to a horse. She comes on before the race, has everything bad to say about the horse. And I just said, I am dead. And needless to say, like Saturday, Jim, I was dead. Except it was a little more ironic. I just got through telling her how great her opinion was. And then she just told me that basically my horse had no chance. And right again, Maggie. Yeah. I, I
2: wish he would have threw the shoe five minutes before the race instead of a minute and a half before the race.
1: Well, in the paddock, uh, you know, if it happens in the paddock,
0: you know, no pro, you know.
2: Right. But on the track, yeah, is it warming yeah. up?
0: We, we hear you. Um, <clears throat> all right, guys. Let's go on uh, to our uh, next yep. subject here. The next subject we're going to talk about is, oh, by the way, I wanted to show one quick uh, banner, sorry, one quick comment. And I, wa- I hope this person doesn't mind. I uh, want to. He, first of all, he says to fade any of those horses coming out of the, um, uh, the victory ride if they run the test. I agree. By the way, this person, uh, Delphi Racing Club, I believe is Matt Qutair. He's the racing, uh, manager. Um, and he's in charge of Adelphi Racing Club. And I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. He did hit the pick five, by the way, on Saturday for 25 oh. grand. So Matt Qutair, yeah. he's yeah. single. All of them. Uh, P- uh, P- uh, sorry, uh, Pete, you might be—he singled Sheriff Bianco in the last race, like we talked about, and uh, that's the only horse he was alive to. I'm sure he spent a decent amount on that ticket because he likes to—he likes to uh, play some big tickets. But Matt, congratulations, man! I'm really happy for you. Um, I sent it out on Twitter uh, that he was alive. I didn't want to say publicly on Saturday if he hit or not, but I hope he doesn't mind me saying now. Congratulations, Macutere. For uh, the head of a Delphi Racing Club for hitting the pick five, which by the way, I thought should have paid more, like forty-five or fifty. Yeah. I thought twenty-four I agree. was really yeah. low. Yeah. I think if you if you saw the will pays, a lot of people were singled to share Bianco on the end. There, it was much less than everything else. All right. Uh, by the way, I see some inappropriate uh, comments. We're gonna take. I'm gonna take those off, guys. In just a minute here, we'll, I'll take care of that. Uh, that person will never be able to be back on again. Um, just ignore ignore some of the comments uh, that you guys see on the screen, uh, or not on the screen, but in the chat. All right, guys, let's go and talk <laughs> about Saratoga here. Let me get this up, and then I'll take care of that here. It's a great. Uh, a few a few things we're going to talk about in Saratoga. Let's talk about the trainers and jockeys. Now, what you're also going to see on the bottom of the screen, ladies and gentlemen, we are not talking about the pick five. Excuse me, we're not talking about race one on Thursday, opening day. But I do want to show. I'm going to actually make this a banner here. Um, No, I'm not going to make it a banner. That's okay. We'll just leave it up. Um, Actually, I really do want to make it a scroll. Hold on a second, guys. I want to make this a scroll. Okay. Okay. So on the bottom of the screen, again, we're not talking about race one tonight. But if you just to to kick off the, uh, the Saratoga meet, our picks are on the bottom of the screen for race one, just to let you know. Guys, let's talk about trainers and jockeys. Now, again, we're not going to. We could have an hour conversation. We're going to be very brief conversations. We can get into the pick five. Pete, I'm going to have you go first. Trainers and jockeys uh, that you're interested in betting that are under the radar. Really, any angle you want to go with uh, in this short conversation.
3: Well, I was probably actually the worst person to start with then, because that's one thing I. <laughs> I don't want to say this and sound crappy, but I don't really care. I don't pay attention like that. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily follow them with the idea of, Hey, here's a, here's a trainer I'm following, or here's a jockey I'm looking for. It's more of as they're running at during the meet, I'd like to see if there's ones that bubble up aside from the top one. So especially from a trainer standpoint, are there any that are bubbling up like the Sherry DeVos, the the, you know, the actress that maybe they're not the household names, but the ones that, you know, they could be getting some hopefully better stock. Maybe they're getting some better horses and then they're stepping up into better races against the big boys and they're coming with horses that are more equipped to win. And they're probably going to be at a price because they don't have maybe the name recognition outside of the people who, you know, sort of follow the the New York circuit maybe, or follow the Saratoga circuit. So that's the way I look at it. I don't really go into the meat thinking, Hey, here's someone I'm going to follow or I'm going to watch. I just sort of play it by ear and go race by race. I care more about the horses, not the, not the people.
0: Uh, Paul, you've been covering Saratoga, you know, Saratoga, than anyone else is part of the reason why I love having you on the show. Again, for those people who don't know, Paul writes for the Saratoga special, which is uh, how many times a week will it come out at Saratoga? Uh, Paul?
1: Uh, it's, there's, it's twice a week, Howard. On uh,
0: ba- It'd be
1: basically Wednesdays and Saturdays. It's online uh, it, okay. it, on Wednesdays and Saturdays. There are printed editions available at the track and all over town. And then there are extra editions on the sales week, which is right after the Whitney uh, so it's, it's about 40, uh, 42, I think, uh, 42, uh, tw- no, how many weeks are there? Eight weeks, 20 something editions
0: Okay. Uh, Paul, what shirt is that? That looks like a shirt. What is that?
1: <laughs> well, I'm waiting for my other swag that I have ordered, by the way. I, I hope that's the first order. I went on and ordered a bunch of stuff. Uh, there it is. Uh, well, I, I only got it cause my pictures on it, but that's okay.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Hey, to your hey, point, Howard, just... though, I, I, I do have some stats, and I, and I want to give credit sure. where it's due, just yeah. uh, to attribute, uh, I have followed for many years, some of the other guys may know him, it's a guy named Jim Mazer, and Jim Mazer yeah. runs a company called Progressive Handicapping, uh, Jim was the leader of that pick six group we had uh, the year that uh, we hit with Arrogate, thank you very much. Uh, but anyway, Jim produces a book every year. I'm not trying to give him a free commercial, but I'm using his stats, so I feel I have to attribute. It's called The Saratoga Handicapper, and basically he gives stats over the last three to five years. So some of the combos uh, that I just looked up, Howard, when you brought it up, uh, you know, Ray Handel with Rosario wins at 27%. Charlie Baker, who's a guy to keep an eye on at Saratoga, he yeah. wins with Rosario at 46%. And wow. um, you mentioned Rob Attress. Uh, when he goes to Santana, they hit it 40%. And it's a very small sample, but Brittany Russell and Louis Saez are a perfect three for three. So, you know, I'm in between. I'm not where Pete is, where I pay no attention to it. But uh, sometimes there is intent that is worth uh, looking into. I will also say that you could overdose on stats in the Saratoga meet because I've done I'll it tell many that to times. to that's part of but, his job on the show. <laughs> but, but Pete, I've done it many times, but I've been brought back every time. So oh, Well,
3: I was just going to say, I, I do follow it that way, where in a particular race, if I'm looking at a combo to say, hey, is this combo successful together, especially if it's maybe you're adding or you're doing a jockey switch or something like that, I do look at the combinations in that way, but it is more of a race-by-race of race
0: basis. Uh, real quick, before we go to uh, Jim Pilar's next uh, I wanted to wait, guys, until we had a lot of people um, watching, which usually happens a few minutes into the show. Um, the, okay, so this is actually uh, this is my YouTube channel that everyone is seeing right now. Let me go full screen here. Uh, this is actually, I know we are watching live, the YouTube channel, but below the video player, everyone, below the video player in the description, there is a show more button. If you click that show more button, you, it's a little bit hard to see uh, on this screen. But if you click the show more button under number one, there is a link here. That is the link to the online store. If you're not familiar, we have a great online store that's up right now. You guys can see it on screen there. There are many things you can purchase. So all exactly. you do is click on, you click on one of the items and there's different colors and things you can buy. Um, there's hats, there's t-shirts, there's all sorts of things, there's hoodies. Again, uh, there, there's polos there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, <laughs> the online that. store. Whoops, let me <laughs> let me take that off there. The online store is only open until next Monday, the 18th. So at midnight on Monday the 18th, the store is closing. Uh, we'd really appreciate all five of us any support that you give the HHH Racing Podcast. Show some swag. Thank you, Trish. We appreciate that for purchasing your shirt i, I checked uh, earlier today guys we've had many people ordering many items so i i even have already ordered greatly appreciate it. but again um we'd really appreciate anything you did for the hh racing podcast the store closes next monday july 18th again go go below the video player in the description click show more and it's number one uh you'll see the link there okay uh jim Pilar's trainers or jockeys you have your eye on any thoughts
2: yeah, everybody knows the big three, Pletcher, Asmussen, Chad Brown. I'm One trainer I'm really interested in this year is Shug. Um, he's traditionally about 10% with two-year-olds. Supposedly, he's got a whole bunch of uh, uh, high-quality two-year-olds this year. He starts hot. You know, he may be somebody to keep an eye on. The other thing, too, is Joseph O'Brien, interestingly, from Ireland, has some horses over here, and, and I'm going to keep thunder. an eye on. I'm sorry about that, Huxley. So you should have went to yourself before you went to me. But Thunderbolt um, just
0: came down. just exploded me.
2: And the last comment too is interesting. I know Danny Gargan's actually moving from claimers more to the younger two-year-olds too. So it'll be interesting to follow him. Some people that maybe aren't as well known. And as far as jobs go. I don't want to stroke Matt Gutierrez ego
0: too big because uh, it's got to be riding high, you know, and by the way, Adelphi has some uh, horses running in the first few weeks of the Saratoga season. Uh, One that I have a very small uh, part of that's running in the third week of the season, I believe. But, when when Matt Cuttara mentions a trainer or a jockey, guys, he's on the backstretch often, and he he gets a lot of info. So, you know, uh, I I would take his words you know very strongly uh, if he mentions that. Um, Kyle, thoughts trainers, jockeys. Um, I mean,
4: I actually Horsey Dave actually stole my thunder because I had a stat on Tom on Tom Amos that I was going to say, and it was close to twenty five percent. So, um, yeah, like I said, there's another thunderbolt cracking down, but um. <laughs> No, and actually, um, I was gonna say you'll be happy to hear this. I actually like Ray Handel a lot. In these, uh, you think he's yes. a really sneaky one. Hey, but uh, close you know, to it's with... By
0: the way, close to twenty-five percent at the meet at Belmont, almost fifty percent in the money. I uh, doesn't have a huge barn, but a very good barn.
4: Yeah, and I was gonna say hopefully it's hopefully it's with your horses, but absolutely. Um, but yeah, those were my two. I was gonna say.
0: Um, I want to mention, we a lot of you guys haven't mentioned jockeys. I want to throw out yeah. a jockey that I, I 95% pops is running Saratoga. I have to admit that I didn't look, but last time I checked, he was. I'm very curious to see how Raylu Gutierrez does this meet at Saratoga because, you know, he's a young jockey. He's up and coming. I really like his aggressive style. Mm. He struggled last year, but last year was his, like, full first, I think, full year at Saratoga, and it's so hard to get mounts at Saratoga, but I'm very interested to see how Raylu does, especially on dirt races at Saratoga. And the other guy that I'm interested in seeing and doing, it's not exactly uh, a name that we haven't heard, but Dylan Davis, unfor- I say, unfortunately, I sort of, I felt bad that he didn't win the jockey title at Belmont. I mean, I love Irad, but Dylan Davis had an unbelievable meet. I'm just hoping and curious to see you guys, if he can carry that over to the Saratoga meet, because the Saratoga meets can be harder, but Dylan Davis has become an excellent rider. And those are just, I'll just may- mention some jockeys, those two in particular that I'm uh, interested in. All right, guys, now let's get into the next question. This is, this is a hell of a question because uh, it's, it's a very tough and we're going to go in reverse order. So Kyle, i let you go first. We're just going to turn it around and I'm going to tell you guys the angle here to Chad or not to Chad. Now what I, the angle that I was thinking, you guys can take this way you want. I was thinking more, what do you do in two turn, turf races with babies horses that are not being bet. So the Chad Brown, like two year old maiden races where he he's like between like five to one and eight to one. Uh, what do you do with that kind of horse? That was sort of the angle I was thinking, but you guys can take this any angle you want Kyle to Chad or not to Chad.
4: I say middle Chad. No, it's just kind of like, it's just a thing. Like for me is that if the Chad's not taking money, and usually, when the Chad's not taking money, there's usually one, two, three more Chads in the race that are taking money. But um, it's kind of just the thing where I got I trust my own opinions and I trust my own research. So if the let's say a Chad Brown is being bet in a, you know a two turn turf race for 100 hundred hundred grand, and um, and I don't have him on the ticket, I'm gonna stick with my opinion. If he beats me, he beats me. I just the way I bet, I bet my strong opinions that I have, and if they beat me. Then so be it. And if Chad beats me, uh, like he did at Arlington a lot, that's just the way it is. So, um, but with babies, I mean, yeah, like I said, if they're not getting put, in, if they're not, especially if they're not high in the will pays, that's kind of my thing. If that if they're not being bet in the will pays, then I will definitely leave them off my ticket just because. Especially if I don't like them. But if they're being bet in the will pays and it's not reflecting on the board, I feel like either that's you know an overlay or um it can kind of leave some money on the table so that's kind of my view on it
0: uh, please put some comments in the chat do, do, do you people at home uh, <laughs> is it's just chad brown automatic use like no matter what just an auto use or is he sometimes a toss to try to get price because you know you're not getting a price on chad horse in general uh jim i know you like to go price shopping what's your thought yes. on chad brown me we're talking mainly turf races because that's where he's bet more but of course the guy can win on dirt too
2: yeah, Chad is known for being a patient trainer. And I think it showed up a little bit last year. He was pretty cold the first half of the year, um, maybe being a little bit patient. Maybe Pete's got stats on this. I'm not sure. But um, he was he had a slow start at Saratoga last year and really heated up the second half of the meet. He did. And, you know, that, that may be an angle to play this year or maybe a bet against him a little bit earlier in the meet. You know, maybe he's a little more impatient with his two year olds. Maybe they need a few more weeks to get ready and maybe use him a little bit more in the second half of the meet. So maybe trying to beat Chad the first couple of weeks may be an angle to go to.
0: Hmm, That's actually very interesting. By the way, people that are going to be listening to this uh, later through their uh, audio platforms. Let me very, very quickly mention our top picks in race one because we're not discussing race one i howard like seven nine six in race one on thursday the opening race of the meet pete's going six four seven paul is going one six seven kyle is going nine seven six and jim is going six seven nine so a lot of six seven and nine in general from the HHH Racing podcast panel on would, the opening. So
3: there's two tosses right there.
0: Howard, oh,
1: yeah. can I have 15 seconds? I know we're not talking about Paul, that race. You are the
0: king of Saratoga. You can get whatever you like, sir, please. I'm looking Speak, at the Preach PPs, to us, brother. Preach to us, Catholic is, boy,
1: brother. This is like a message from God. So the two in the first race is trained by Dylan Clark, former Suffolk Downs trainer. The three is owned by Frank Catapano, who is a sports agent from Marblehead, which is on the North Shore of Massachusetts, and a guy named Nick Primpus, who is originally from my, the town I live in, Lynn, Massachusetts. Now we go to the five horse, smooth operation, trained by Carl Gruzmack, former Suffolk Downs trainer. Now we go to the eight horse, trained by, uh, no, pardon me, the uh, nine horse, trained by Barney Lucas who, of course, is Wayne Potts' assistant, and Wayne is suspended. Wayne Potts is a former Suffolk Downs guy. So the first race is loaded with New England Connections. I don't know if any of them are going to win, but what better way for me to start off the Saratoga meet by seeing all these former Suffolk Downs. You should have
3: told me, Paul. I would have worn my Suffolk shirt for the yeah. show and if I would have known. Pete, I didn't
1: I, know. Let me, Pete, Pete, how about the day, opening day about five years ago, I'm in the turf club at Suffolk Downs, and in the opening race, I get beat by a horse owned by Patricia Mosley, wife of the late great Jim Mosley, who reopened Suffolk Downs. That's how <laughs> smart
3: I am. Wow. smart and you wow. we never we never put those in the same sentence absolutely so don't worry about not it. anyway uh,
0: horsey dave horsey dave's got a comment at the bottom of the screen we're going to talk about in the next segment uh types of races and whatever but uh, manny franco if you're not paying attention manny franco with chad has actually mm-hmm. been very underrated yeah. i don't know if manny's going to get as many mounts with chad at saratoga though i'm curious to see um what that is and mike has mentioned that david jacobson is returning to training. Very, very interesting, uh, uh, comment there. We also have, uh, let's see, Richard hence. Um, yes, Richard, this is what we're talking about that Chad can win with some price horses. Let me just go right to, uh, Paul. I think Paul, you're next to Chad or not to Chad Paul.
1: Well, I think you know the answer to that question. Put them all in, right, Paul, put them all in. Well, again, on a race to race basis. No, but you know, I'm not using every single one of them, but if I get beat by a six to one Chad in a four for five pick five sequence, then I'm looking for the, you know, the, the big red spring and I'm going to hopefully dive in and it's very deep and I don't come up. So, uh, you know, it, it, look at it. A lot of times they're over bet. I think uh, Jim brings up a great point, And Chad talked about this at the end of the Belmont meet. A lot of trainers hold out horses toward the end of Belmont. Because everyone wants to win at Saratoga, and and one of the guys I'll talk about when we get into it is Jimmy Bond, H. James Bond, J- Bond, James Bond. Jimmy Bond has his own uh, has his own barn at Saratoga. Uh, he does well there all the time. It's it's a priority. He has you know he has clients. He has a, a, a syndicate. Chad did not leave anything on the table. Uh, at, at Belmont, you know, he he, I wouldn't say he emptied the tank because he has a big tank, but Jim could be onto something. If you're going to get him, you, you may want, he might not be quite as deep early on. Uh, but once, you know, once they get into the middle, um, he's just very, very good. And I know he gets the best stock, but, um, you know there's a lot of baseball managers, hello Dusty Baker, who get great talent and, and don't really know a lot to, what to do with it. So, uh, I, I am on team Chad uh,
0: always and forever, Howard. Uh, we have a comment from uh, my good friend and BC BC champion Matt. Matt, thanks for joining the show. Uh, by the way, he's a little bit under the weather <laughs> or was. I'm glad he's feeling better. Uh, that's that's another way. This is this is coming from a guy who won the biggest live money tournament in the world last year. So if you're thinking, what, what, who's Matt Miller, he's someone that you should listen to. Um, if you're a horizontal player, Matt, I will push back and say that's going to be difficult to skip because th- there's a chance at a horizontal bet that you're, you're going to have to play the race, but vertically you can certainly go mad. round and say just F it. I just won't play the race. That's you don't have to play every race. Everyone. There is no law that says you have to play every race anywhere, especially at Saratoga. Pete, we'll close out with you. And then I'll have a very quick thought and then go to our last segment and then start handicapping uh, to Chad or not to Chad, Pete Visco.
3: I'm actually going to piggyback Kyle a little bit here. Cause I, I agree with what he said. I mean, you handicap the race first. And then if you look at it though, and I mean, when you're looking at a turf race, especially when you get into the stakes races too, the, the Chads all look pretty good. So when you're handicapping them, they're all going to look like contenders, but I guess the, the mistake is sometimes where you say, and I do it all the time. If I see Brown and Pratt, and, you know, Cla- brown, Brown, Irad, Klarovich or Brown Pratt, Brandt. You see, you know, you see certain combinations, you just get sucked in. Cause again, like like Paul said, you don't want to lose, especially in a horizontal, to one of those. Cause then you're just pissed and you go, how the hell can I can I miss a Chad? Especially like Kyle said, if it's the other Chad. The other Chads can sometimes get you. They're not the favorite because you're beating whoever his top horse is. So it's hard to throw them out but I would say you have to take it sort of race by race, but don't just, I mean, you're not going to toss them all in, but I think sometimes you, you know, you get sucked into including them because you just feel like an idiot when the when he beats you, especially on the turf.
0: I don't really have anything to add to you guys, other than <laughs> I've lost many pick fives lately over the last several years, at Saratoga, where I, where you can see the Will Pays going for, like Kyle mentioned, and I don't use that Chad that's taking money. So I almost have to use every Chad with some consideration. Um, I, I will say one thing. He is underratedly good on the dirt with Maidens. I don't have a specific number. But just because you see a bunch of pletcher's or some other, you know, hot horses, Chad can win with dirt horses sprinting. So, I mean – he gets his reputation, I think, a little bit as only like a turf guy, which to me is insane. Uh, hello, early voting, for example. Um, the guy can win on both services. Just don't underestimate him in dirt races. I just want. And you to usually get a little value,
3: Howard. You get a little value you with these two-year-olds because they don't yeah. take that automatic money generally.
0: Totally agree with you. All right, let's go on to our last subject, guys, and then we're going to uh, get into our handicapping. And uh, this is your host Howard Kravitz. We're talking uh, some Saratoga topics at episode one fifty-seven. Literally about five minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to jump right into the specifics of the late pick five on Thursday opening day. Last topic, and we're just going to circle back around the other way. I feel like we're in a fantasy draft. Uh, Pete, we're going to go to you. Uh, Let's talk about types of races you like to bet at Saratoga. Any particular handicapping angles, things you really enjoy, things you try to avoid. It's a very sort of wide open topic, but you can take it any direction you want. Any comments people have, the kind of favorite bet you like, a kind of turf or dirt race or a condition of a race that you love or like to avoid or you, horses coming from certain tracks. There's so many things we can talk about, but any comments in the, cha- in the chat from everyone, I'd appreciate Pete, what's your thought on this topic?
3: I'm going to say the thing that I like to bet the most now, which is sort of a new thing for me, are the two-year-old races. Since you get so many at this time at Saratoga, I've gotten a lot more comfortable handicapping two-year-olds, especially even ones that haven't run yet, you know, first-time starters. I've gotten a lot more comfortable, and I feel like you can get some value because the same horses, the same, the same barns or the same connections generally take the money. And you could sort of beat them if you look sort of beneath the surface of that. So I've gotten a lot more comfortable with them, whereas I think in the old days I maybe would have been a little more reticent to have a a really strong opinion in those races. But I think I've gotten comfortable enough looking at either the breeding, looking at some of the trainer stats a little more in depth and finding actual logical conclusions in those races as opposed to just throwing darts or saying I'm going to bet a pletcher because the pletchers always win at two kind of, you know, generic thing like that.
0: Just while it's on my mind, two quick things about baby races, or three things. One, they're hard to avoid at Saratoga. Number two, I personally like DRF Formulator. I do not get paid by DRF. They're not sponsoring me. I know there's many other, you know, uh, <clears throat> racing angles you can find in stats. I DRF Formulator is fantastic. It's what we use on the show. And number three, if you subscribe to ExpressBet, XBTV. I've talked about in the show. I've actually shown workouts. XBTV does have workouts for horses that are running in Saratoga. They just started that a few days ago. If you get xbtv.com, highly recommend you look into it. It is well worth your while. You guys know we've shown workout videos on this show that have been very helpful. They they only they usually show like very good maidens or state horses, but highly recommend that for your uh, video replays of workouts because again, just because you see a 47 and 2 breezing, that's I like to watch workouts myself, uh, which I'll be doing next week. Uh, Paul, thoughts on a favorite kind of race, handicapping angle? You've been doing this a long time at Saratoga. What do you like to play?
1: Uh, I'm kind of with Pete here. I, I like playing the maiden races. Uh, I agree with you, Howard. Not only the workout videos, but you, and I'm not going to plug any particular one, but you really should think about getting a workout report, uh, people that are watching them as as well as watching them yourselves. Uh, Cause if you have a race with six first time starters in the middle of the pick five, the board's not going to be able to help you. So that's, that's I also I'm passionate the New York bread races uh, mainly because I cover a lot of them, but uh, you know, they, they have the day before the Travers will be uh, New York showcase day. And it's a good day for uh, the, the folks who are breeding and, and owning New York breads to, to run for a lot more money. And the New York breads are, as we've seen in recent years, are doing just fine in open company as well. Howard, I wanted to mention quickly that hey, someone hey, asked you, can, the,
0: hey, Paul, would you mind answering that question at the bottom of the screen? Any suggestions for Leo? I uh, try to save some save some money on a room rate. I know things are very expensive.
2: Yeah, you're, you're
1: gonna have to stay out of town. Yeah, uh, you, you could go out to uh, right. Latham, which is eight miles away, and, and cut your room in half uh, if you want to be or you know, middle of the week in town, but if you want to stay in Saratoga on the weekends, you're going to have to pay.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: how would someone put in the chat about the new shoot?
0: So, uh, yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. Uh,
1: and and I'm, I'm actually looking, uh, a story David Grenning posted today. They ran a uh, practice race out of it today. You know, uh, they put six jockeys, six horses in the gate with regular jockeys, uh, so the wilson shoot is uh, uh it, it is as it says it's a shoot it, it runs parallel to nelson ave which is the street that runs uh uh, uh behind the first turn uh, clubhouse turn if you will um there's been some talk about how many horses they'll allow it, it is going to be a, a sharp left hand turn the, how it like it, Rob, on, have... on
0: the right side i Guys, just everyone yep. watching at home and watching live, I literally just went to Google Images and just, you can see, I just typed in Wilson Shoot. This one on the right is, this is, this is by the way, an old picture. That's the before. old, right. It's an old, yeah. but it, basically it's the same thing. It starts, if you guys can see my cursor there um, on the top right of the screen, they're going to start here, if you guys can see where my cursor is, and they're going to obviously run this way. And it's a pretty sharp turn, Johnny V said. I don't want to steal your thunder, Paul, but actually, yeah. I, I knew this was going to come up, so I I did a little research myself. Uh, Johnny V said it's a pretty sharp turn. They are going to run. They're going to limit it to ten horses as of now, and I Maybe. don't I don't know if they're going to run two year olds or not because they don't want any, you know, injuries or any weird things happening on that first turn. <clears throat> it looks like it's about an eighth of a mile run, so it's not it's not a short run, but it's not a long run either. And I also understand paul that if they run two-year-olds uh this for everyone any two-year-old two-turn turf races that are scheduled the plan right now is when they run on dirt instead of going seven furlongs like they used to go they'll go to that mile shoot for Mm -hmm. off the turf races so and there is a race on uh on opening Opening day that we're going to talk about that's out of the shoot anyway sorry paul go ahead and finish if you'd like
1: well no so that they they ran it today um They have a race on opening day, I think, with nine. The question is, will they do 10? There's been uh, some talk about will they use the far inside post if they don't have to. Uh, There's been talk, as you mentioned, about the two-year-olds. You know, as we know, (laughs) the two-year-olds tend to get a little skittish uh, anyway, and yeah. uh you know there's there's less margin for error. so it, it is you know and i haven't seen it in person yet i'll see it for the first you'll see it before me howard i i won't okay. see it for the first time till august third but okay. you know you're just going to have to see how it goes as far as uh, you know you would guess you don't want to be
0: buried down on the inside actually well the opposite, it'll be yeah. it uh, to see i prefer i prefer inside posts number one and i will i'll answer one of your questions paul uh Supposedly, the first two positions of the gate they're going to leave open, similar to what they do first three, and similar to what they do for the Kentucky Derby for safety reasons. Because I guess the first one or two slots, if you go straight, you're actually going to the rail. rail. So, listen, they're going to be very careful with it. I'm sure everyone, it'll be fascinating uh, to see. Uh, Jim, uh, go ahead and
2: answer that question real real quick. my hat's off to you guys. I still struggle with those two-year-old races. It seems like every two-year-old race I look at, there's, there's two Cletchers. There's an Asmussen. There's a, a young, great, shug-looking horse. I just throw my hands up. Those are the races I still struggle with. And now I have to make, pay more attention to the blog and, and the shows that you guys do on those two-year-old races because they are certainly my downfall. Uh, everybody's got an Arkeely heel. Mine is the two-year-old races. Uh, I still struggle with them at surgery. There's just too many good horses. I'm better on the off-tracks, the off uh, maybe the B tracks because there's there tend to be one or two that tend to stick out, maybe better stats. Uh, but when Saratoga it seems like there's, there's seven or eight of them, and they're all good. And, and I, I really struggle with those type races. Uh, Pete, uh,
0: it, it, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Pete's right. comment on the bottom. Pete, Peter, if this just happened, Peter Appleby, this just happened like today or yesterday, I apologize, but Peter, if you can mention the comment, when this was decided. You said that they're going to run seven uh, when it's off the turf. So Peter Appleby, if you could just comment as to when you heard about that, Cause as of yesterday, I heard that that's not the case. So maybe they changed it today, Paul, after they ran you know, the practice run there. Um, anything else you want to mention, Jim? Yeah, one quick
2: account? handicapping angle, maybe to help a little bit, is that Belmont is known as a big sandy, and it is a little bit of a deeper, sandier course. It's got a little bit more cushion than, than a traditional Saratoga track. So some of the horses that run pretty well at Belmont tend to maybe get a little bit overbed at Saratoga. It's a little bit of a firmer, thicker track, so um, yeah. maybe you get a little bit of an overlay, or, or maybe horses are a little bit bet that have run well recently at Belmont. So I like to look beyond the Belmont form. If a horse ran well at Belmont, did he run good at other tracks other than Belmont? If he hasn't, then then there may be a little bit of a negative angle for me. So,
1: okay, Howard, the the, the turf races at a mile and a sixteenth used to go to a mile and an eighth on the dirt. They're going to go to the shoot, but the two-year-olds will go to seven furlongs.
0: Okay. Well, I was talking about the two-year-olds, miles. The two-year-olds will like go to
1: seven furlongs on the. They day. are okay. Not so they so they
0: made okay. That's interesting. That's good for everyone to know. Uh, thanks for that information, Paul. Kyle, thoughts on how you bet Saratoga?
4: <laughs> I I mean I said it earlier, but and you know everyone loves it. Um, the two-year-old races, it's just it's so much fun for me. Like those are the races I most enjoy. Courses like Saratoga, just because being a statistics guy and all that stuff. It's just, I love researching all these two-year-olds, all the dams, all the grand dams, all the sires and what they put out as, you know, like the one we're going to look at today, which is actually a little bit, it's a stakes race. So they do have a race under their belt, but um, you know, just looking up the dams and looking up, you know, where we can find this dirt sprint form and stuff like that. So that the two-year-old race is always my favorite at any track, honestly, just because of how much research that I, love to do on these types of horses so those are the ones to look out for
0: uh very briefly i've talked about this many times um i do not like turf sprints there's a bunch of them i don't know what to do about it there's a turf sprint that closes the card on thursday um i'm not a big fan of that what i do like is the return of many uh, of two-turn dirt races i'm a big fan of two-turn dirt races there were not a lot of them at belmont only when they went a mile and a quarter so i like two-turn dirt races which means i really much like the opener Uh, The other thing I'm going to say is there's two turf courses at Saratoga, of course. The inner turf is a very sharp turn, and you need to save ground. You do not want to be wide, especially on the first turn on the inner turf races at Saratoga. Outside posts are brutal on the inner turf at Saratoga. The outer turf, not quite as bad, even though the run-up is shorter. Again, you want jockeys are going to save ground. The inner turf is very trip-dependent kind of race and very difficult. Um, but I'm curious to see the two-turn dirt races. And, of course, I love the two-year-old races, even though I didn't uh, used to. All right, guys. Let's get into the handicapping. We appreciate all those thoughts. We're going to start with the uh, pick five here in just a minute. I got a bunch of banners and things I need to switch. So as we're, uh, as you're waiting for me here, the pick five, of course, uh, starts Thursday. The late pick five, it starts in race six. It's going to be uh, five and a half furlongs on the... T- I, don't actually, I don't know if that's correct. I think that is correct, right? Five and a half furlongs mm-hmm. on, uh, yeah. on the turf, right, guys, is the first... Yeah, uh, yeah. Just the way it's you the like first- it,
1: Howard. Turf sprint to start it out.
0: Yeah, turf sprint. Sorry, <laughs> and I'm and uh, distracted by a few things here. Um, Pete, we're going to have you start first. Let me get the banners up on the screen here. Uh, now you're going to see our picks for each race. And you got plenty of people to choose from, folks, on the bottom of the screen. So... Pick your pick your favorite commentator here you see on the screen and uh, go with them or don't go with them. Uh, Pete, we're going to go first. There you're going to see a lot of four nines and tens, it looks like, on the bottom of the screen. Pete, you're going to go with the nine here on top, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, share my screen here and show everyone. All right, here we go. Uh, five and a half furlongs. Uh, it is for starter allowance 50. Uh, again, on the turf, you see the all these fields are big. Most of meet your big fields. You got fields of eleven. You also have them also eligibles that are main track only. I'm sure they're not going to run because the weather's going to be great. You're going the more line favorite here, Pete, is the number four. Just say when for Wesley Ward and Ired Ortiz. You're going with Co- uh, King Moon Racer for uh, Weaver and Castellano, seven to two morning line.
3: Yeah, nothing too complicated. I like this one. I I always like when a horse comes back. I always say this a million times. I'm like a broken record, but year over year when a horse comes back, I like the, when they get a buyer top, the one thing with this horse, I don't, I generally don't like a horse that has run a bunch of times and and still only has the one win. And this one's one for 11. Again, it's been six times in the money though. So I don't mind it as much when at least they're, they're hitting the board and they're close. And this horse comes a little bit from off the pace. So, it's a little harder to win the races, but at least he's running good races and hitting the board. And this one, if you look at time form from an early pace perspective, there's what six, seven horses with a hundred yep. plus early time form uh, pace rating. So the hope is that this race heats up. And you know, he—I mean, you say that, and then one of them will go out, and nobody will follow, and and then I that'll know. happen. But. But on paper, I'm looking for a lot of speed here. And I think this one has by far the best late pace. You could see it. That last race last time, that's what I'm hoping for. Hot pace up front, closes. He just sort of got he just sort of got out jumped. Like the the horse that beat him, if I remember the the replay correctly, just got the jump on him and he couldn't get to him um, by the end of the lane. But I'm hoping this one heats up and,
0: and he gets a clean trip and
3: and just goes by.
0: I just want to remind my wonderful co-host and contributors that because there's, you know, five of us tonight, keep your comments somewhat short. Otherwise we'll be here forever. I know a lot of people at home got there and our papers and pen- pencils out ready to write some stuff down and we're I hope to give you great content, everyone, and great ideas here, but we don't want to, we don't want to bore you either with saying the same thing several times. So we'll make sure we we're aware of that. Paul, let's go to you next. You, you're going to go with the more line favorite. Just say when for a Wesley and, and I read.
1: Yeah, and, and I did not have morning line odds, but uh, okay. I guess – yeah. And, and I'm not – I'll be honest with you. One thing, Howard, and I won't talk too much, but people should be aware of the distances. They, at Belmont, they run turf races at six and seven. At Saratoga, they run them at five and five and a half. So yeah. don't get too caught up in Belmont turf form. Uh, coming into saratoga uh don't let it be the be-all and end-all because let me tell you a seven furlong turf race is much more of a route than a sprint and a, a five or five and a half furlong turf race is a sprint uh, having said that um I, I think this i read sits a, has the potential to sit a pretty good trip here there is a lot of speed you know the the pete your worry about the pace is much more of a factor in route races that's where they tend to just go out and fall asleep out there typically agree, in, the, in the sprints typically you should get an honest pace yeah and i think that this four you know he went the lead last time but it was a mile or 16th i don't see uh, him going the lead to uh, Thursday, but I think Ired will be tactical. The five is very, the five is a fast horse. The five is going to clear out of there. I think Ired gets the right trip, and I have the four, and I, I did use your nine, Pete. Uh, uh, I use your nine-third, although I, Pete, you're the stat guy. You should know that uh, they keep stats on trainers who run multi, run a horse multiple times at the meet, and George Weaver running a horse for the first time at the meet is two for his last 93, for whatever that's worth. <laughs>
0: Wow. That's bad. Okay. I didn't know. Wow. Um, Jim, again, I don't want to repeat the same horses. Jim, can you just talk about the five who you have in second? Again, people that are, you know, people that are listening at home later mm-hmm. on, I know you can't see the bottom of the screens, but um, so please go on to YouTube later on. If you're listening, you can see our scroll, the bottom of the screen. I could tell you there's a lot of four nines and tens. Jim is the only one that's got the five and you've got the five in second. Off the claim, what is it you like about the five here, uh, Jim?
2: Well, to me, it's interesting that Bruce Brown, off of the claim, isn't afraid to make an equipment change. He puts blinkers on, even though the horse is lightning fast. And in a short sprint race, a fast horse, blinkers on, maybe the speed of the speed, maybe hangs on. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a front runner or somebody at the, you know, front of the top of the stretch in a short sprint race. Um, I will tell you just two seconds. I'm against the four horse a little bit where everybody has on top. There's one stat about Wesley Ward. When he cuts back from a root to his sprint 30 to 60 days off. He's one for his last 28 and he's all for his last 19 or something. You know, that stat stood out to me. And I thought this is maybe a favorite to beat. And if he beats me in the first part of pick five, I better pick four.
0: Guys, you know, I'm so thankful that all the work you guys have done. My contributors and co-hosts are awesome. Not every stat means the same thing you, you made. You, I mean, you can't disagree or agree with a stat. A stat is a stat. Whether you want to use it or not is something else. I know Pete's talked about this a lot on his excellent stats of the day that you will receive. Again, if you want more stats, ladies and gentlemen, you do subscribe to the race day blog. Because not only do you get uh, spot plays and picks from myself and ABC grids, uh, of which my price plays are coming in all over the place. In trifectas, especially underneath. But Pete, we also have stats of the day where some of these stats we talk about, you do not have to take time to look them up, ladies and gentlemen. We have them for you. So, again, check out my Patreon uh, website uh, where you can find, and that's also below the video player, by the way. Uh, click the show more button uh, because these stats are awesome that you give out. Jim, thanks for that information. Kyle, I'll have you end the conversation with talking about the one starry, starry knight. Again, you're the only one that has this horse. You do have him in third. Why don't you briefly talk about this horse, Kyle?
4: Yeah, this is just a horse where it's kind of just the same thing I know as the 10, where um, for me, I just don't think the one's fast enough to get to the lead this time as, of the, as the last race showed as well at Belmont at six. And I totally agree with Paul that a seven furlong is way different than a five and a half, especially with the tight tighter turns of Saratoga compared to Belmont. So I wouldn't get caught up in that either. But for me, the nine and the one now, be not being quick enough, they just look like the ones that can pick up a quick pace. So the five in there at a price, like I said, I did this oh, again without morning lines as well. And the 15 to one price, you know, it gets it gets the ears pricked a little bit, as the horse players would say. So um, like I said, I just think the one's not quick enough to get to the front. So if you can get to sit a good trip and uh, on the inside and get up there for third
0: just want to mention the top right hand on the screen. This is on the melon, so this is on the outer turf course. Turns are not quite as sharp. Uh, just want to, you know, it's still hard to close on five and f for a long. But I've noticed at Saratoga they can, they, they they can go quick. That was my thought in this race as I end the conversation for my for me. I thought there was a lot of speed in this race. Like Pete mentioned, you got the two of the 117 early time form U.S. Uh, you got Fast and Furious, uh, the horse that Jim likes with the 118 U.S. Steel probably gonna show some speed. Cold as hell, as fast as hell, but he's not really a turf horse. But you know, it's a Lucas horse. He's going to go. Stan Hope goes, so uh, that's why I like the four and the nine. King Racer. We didn't really talk about the ten too much. I have the source in the mix, also for Kimmel, who by the way had a very poor meet. If I ever, I think he had a bad meet at Belmont. I shouldn't say that for sure, but I think he does. But I like the I like the jock switch guys here in um if, if there's a pace meltdown. I think propensity is a bit interesting, uh, but he's also three for 21, which is an angle I don't like. But there's our uh, picks for the first leg of the pick five. Let's go to the second race of the pick five. This is race seven. We're going to go ahead and reverse the order to some extent here as I go ahead and uh, switch some screens here. Race seven is uh, a horse race. Don't you love that information? Okay, there it is. Oh, it's the Wilton. Here we go. This is the Wilton Stakes. This is the first race they're going to be running over that uh, Wilson Chute. It's one mile on the dirt. This is for restricted three-year-old fillies. I thought this was a very interesting um, condition to run for the first race on this Wilson Chute. It's a stake race. It's a field of nine. You can see on the screen. The line favorite is the number seven to Robbie for uh, Cherie DeVoe and uh, Javier Castellano. Jim, I'm going to go to you first. You're going with the four, Angitude, for Cox and Rosario, eight to one morning line.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting race, the first time in the shoot. And from what I know about the shoot and from what I've been reading, I think I want inside speed, at least early on until I'm told differently. So the, the inside three horses really don't get out well. Angitude does. He's two for two on the dirt, very young, um, he breaks really, really well, uh, the two the replays that I watched. So to me, that was, you know, breaking well with the early speed, going to get to the sharp turn, uh, probably in the first. Um, distance may be a little bit of an issue, a little speed there with City Zip, but I think, you know, a little bit deeper in the family, you can get the mile. And um, first race on, on, on you know, the, on the shoot, I think speed's going to hold real well. And the price is right. I'm going to be using a whole bunch in my pick five ticket, you know, a little bit later. But I think this horse is interesting at a price. Can you get the
0: distance? And that's the main well, question, right, Jim?
2: Yeah. Um, a little bit deeper in the family, there is this, you know, with Meglia Diora and, um, you know, City Zip uh, had a couple of siblings that could get, get the mile. Um, I, I Distance is a little bit of an issue. I, I just think, you know, with, with the the track actually may me carry the horse a little bit. I, I think the mile okay. may be more like a seven for a long race.
0: Yeah. You're going to get a price. I'm not going to talk you off a of price. Uh, Kyle, you're going with the one. We have the one. I have the one on top. Pete's got the one in second. Paul's got him second. Jim's got, we've, we've got the one everywhere. Uh, you have him on top along with myself. This is Goddess of Fire, who was a little bit, I, mean, I wouldn't say a dark horse, but I know some people that were a little bit interested in this horse in the Oaks because she ran a huge second to Kathleen O, who sort of disappointed in the Oaks. This is Pletcher and Velasquez, uh at three to one might not be the favorite so that'd be enticing especially based on the price
4: so just going off the last three races she just looked like the class i just think she gets a good setup here i believe that um just sitting back kind of in that stalking tactical position i believe um like i said we're gonna have to look to see how this uh this shoot plays out because i actually was also interested in the four just like jim was but yeah i just think she gets the right setup and i think getting back to a little bit of a an easier competition, like I said, but the sevens no, you know, it's nothing to uh, spit at. But I think just the class of the race, I just think she gets the right setup today,
0: Kyle. I, you're a smart man. I completely, I have nothing else to add. I'm all my thoughts. I totally agree. I love, I love the uh, the turn back. I'll also, I like the turn back, by the way. I, I think the post is gonna be just fine I and mean, she's gonna sit off the pace. The horse has beginning a little bit of a break. I like that. Blah blah blah. Love everything about this horse. I have nothing negative to say about goddess of fire. Uh, Paul Halloran, you're going with the horse that I think is going to be the more the favorite here in this race, Tarabi, who was really good as a two-year-old last year. Finished uh, behind Echo Zulu twice. Uh, disappointed at $0.90 cents the dollar last time, but lost to on the ones and twos. It was a very nice horse. And that was also her first start back as a three-year-old. I'm assuming you think she's just going to sit a great trip and is just maybe the class or the most talented uh, horse in this race? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I think uh, she will progress. You know, she shows buyer improvement uh, in all four of her races. You know, Cherie DeVoe, uh, speaking of Chad Brown, uh, Cherie is a former Chad Brown assistant and in a in just a few years has done very well. She has won, she wins uh, five out of 23 races, 22% at Saratoga over the last three years. I believe it is with limited stock. Uh, I I like this horse and I'm going to inspire my, my cousin Pete. I'm going to come up with a negative stat on Todd Pletcher, which is hard to do at Saratoga, but, (laughs) and I do use the one, but in looking up Pletcher off, a sixty to hundred day lay, hundred and eighty day layoff in stakes races at Saratoga. one for his last sixteen, so that might work oh. its way into the. Oh no, the stats of the day are only on Saturday. That's right.
3: <laughs> yeah, none for this day, unfortunately.
1: But no, oh. I like I, I like the Cherie, and, and I like uh, I do like Pledges on the horse a little bit. Uh, favor uh, again uh, coming out of uh, two very good races.
0: Yeah, that's the last horse I want to talk about. This is one that Pete's got on top. This is the other Pletcher, Gaff Leone, another horse that's turning back and should sit a nice trip, uh, Pete.
3: Yeah, and that that's pretty much what I what I liked. I didn't like the trip in the in the Black Eyed Susan. Just sort of was in the twelve hole, just sort of got stuck wide, and and was chasing. Obviously, that was a good field, and that was chasing some some pretty good horses, or at least decent horses. Um, definitely in the in the in the same level as these, or or probably a little better. And I just thought at this distance. So if you go, you know, three back and four back at the mile, just ran really well and seemed to be comfortable. So I'm wondering if maybe the stretch out also took a little sting out of this one. So cutting back a little bit might be helpful. I guess you got, Cletcher and, and and Tyler. So it's just more of a, I think this one, it's going to enjoy the cutback, maybe a little bit of class relief, similar to a couple of the other, similar to goddess of fire in some ways. But I just think this one, and I was hoping for a little bit better than seven to two actually, but I'll take yeah. it.
0: Uh, I don't mean to be a chalking eating weasel here and we're going to move on, but I personally would be very surprised if anyone other than the one, six or seven wins this race, I might throw you know uh uh jim's horse in as a c or i know that you know pete's got the nine no mo ready's you know as a third choice i don't know guys to me it seems one six seven lay over the field on a lot of angles and that's pretty much i'm going to be playing i'm going to use them equally in my pick five because although i think Tarabi's the most likely winner i don't see any reason why the one and six can't win also so just throwing in a few uh two cents of what i'm doing uh horizontally let's go into race eight guys race eight. Is oh wait the- Howard
3: third. Howard real quick just for the, yeah. the nine I'm all right that's one of my my racehorse horses so I, I ah. threw her in more for for sentimental purposes I think she's okay she might be a little too slow but she'd need to take a big step up but I'll be rooting for it no, no. she'll be on my ticket because I don't want to lose in case she wins
4: and then okay. one more thing on the four, if you don't mind, real quick. Um, just the last yeah. uh, two races back, six and a half. I just think this horse hates the slop, to be perfectly honest. That race, two back, ran dead in the slop at Churchill for 80000 22nd, if you look back, two back on her workout report. Uh, she ran about 54 for four furlongs in the slop. So I think the four, again, being a dry a dry track, I think she can definitely, if she gets the distance, of course, I think that's definitely, a, a, you can look out for that price, like Jim said.
2: Thanks, Kyle. <laughs>
0: uh race eight um i'm gonna put you guys back on everyone i'm back on screen because i want to make a a statement i'm curious if you guys we're not gonna talk about i just want to make a statement i thought this race was the toughest one by far of the pick five and i spent half an hour (laughs) literally half an hour watching what eight different replays so when it gets to my turn because i have a very interesting horse i want to talk about here you guys gotta give me a little bit of leeway because i spent a lot of time on this race i thought this was a very difficult race uh, Pete, we're going to start with you uh, first. It's a optional $80,000 claiming, a mile and an eighth on the turf, restricted three-year-olds, N1X. You can see it's a big field here. The morning line, as I scroll down, there's also eligibles Again, they're not going to – actually, these are not – the first two are not MTOs. So the 13 and 14 could get in. And the 13, who we're not really going to talk about, is interesting. I'll just mention that. Um, a Chad Brown – Pratt horse coming from Europe, but coming from the sin. So the 13 is interesting. But anyway, the Moyline favorite in this very difficult race, in my opinion, is number three. My risky affair for Clement, who had a fantastic meet, by the way, at Belmont, finishing second in the standings. His main guy, Joel Rosario, in the Irons. Pete, you're going to go with the 11 on top. What is it that you like about the 11, Pete?
3: I like Willy Wonka the movie, so you can't go wrong there. Well, and it's out of twirling candy, so it all—you know—it all just comes together in the end. So, how could you not? How could you not like that? That's something my dad might come up with. But I, okay. I've in watching, no, no the replay, Connecticut,
0: no, no, no Suffolk Downs connections with the source.
3: Uh, not that I saw. I don't. Uh, well, Foxwoods okay. isn't too far from uh, Foxwoods. Foxwoods. There you go. I mean, it's not too far. I've I've gambled there some money up. and I've I've had a few too many cocktails and, and lost some money at Foxwoods, so that'll that'll work. So this one, if you look at the, I looked at the replays, and I like the fact that two back when this horse was was routing, just ran by. And actually, if you yes. watch the, if you watch the replay of that one, sort of had to dip out in the stretch and, and didn't get a straight run and still sort of rolled by. By and the way, beat
0: Linda, in, beat Linda's gift, who's also in this race. Yes, so I think who's it's also. Interesting. Just yep. want to mention, we'll show the end here. Uh, Walk is getting a perfect shift in the five. Linda's gift is the eights coming from uh, behind here. Go ahead, uh, uh, Pete.
3: Yeah. So then, so yeah, yeah, I guess this was what the, you said it was the five. So he's sort of sitting on the inside. nice trip, and then angles Yeah. Out right on there. the inside. So it sort of had to angle a bit. So it didn't get a straight run, but then sort of kicks in and, and then rolls by. So I, I just liked that. And I liked that it was routing and it sort of kicked away. So it wasn't like a grindy, Hey, I'm just going to beat them by a little bit. So it won like it was supposed to, cause it was 70 cents. So it's not like it wasn't taking money. Then they go into grade three cut it back to a sprint and again in that one i thought it just moved a little too late and it sort of had to swing wide and lost some of its momentum or i thought it would have actually had a decent chance in that one and still only lost still only lost by a length my only concern in this one there isn't a ton of speed on paper so i'm worried that yeah and i guess you could see it's the the seven right here right here pete yep there it is yep 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 so it was coming late, but again, if you if you watch it from the back, it was sort of just swung wide and it moved. I just thought the I thought Jose moved a little too a little too late on that one. So didn't really give it okay. a good shot. And it was seven furlongs in a grade three. So so I think this one's got a chance if we can somehow manufacture a little bit of speed for this one to close into, or if he can get a little bit of a she can get a little bit of a better trip
0: and stay a little bit closer. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the, well, the pace situation, we'll we'll talk about the pace situation. Uh, Paul, you got the six. A lot of us have the six. Jim's got the six. Looks like maybe you and Jim are the only ones that have the six. Now that I look at it again, this is a very tough race. This is customer list. Hey, Chad Brown and Klerovich. Paul, I'm shocked. Shocked Paul.
1: Well, I I gotta tell you how, this is one of those races that Pete was talking about earlier. I I think in my notes, uh, uh, that I've written on next to this horse, uh, right running style. I think this is going to be a race nine furlongs that you're going to want to be close to the pace. Uh, this distance at Saratoga, a mile and an eighth on the inner. You, I think you talked about uh, position and speed, Howard, uh, 25% of the, these races are won by horses that are within three lengths of the lead uh, in the early stages of the race. You, uh, uh, post position is important. I think you mentioned that, Howard. The uh, the the outside three post positions of five for 66. You don't want to be outside going a mile and eighth in the inner. I, I just yeah. think that the six is going to be tactical. Uh, that was a lot of confidence Chad showed in this horse by sending her to the Pennsylvania Oaks uh, with Hardy in the race uh, last time. And I think I read is going to be on or near the lead. And uh, get if not in the lead gets first run and uh, I I like the sauce.
0: Wow, -hmm. (laughs) this is why you know. Well, I'll 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 wait to for my comments. I I hate this horse because well for about five reasons. But I could be I will say one thing though, Paul, and you know that I respect your opinion. Uh, That that turf at Penn that day was really really soft, like horrendously soft. That was the day that Annapolis ran, remember, in the big race yeah. and lost like one to 10. And then Annapolis came back and freaked. So uh, that, that turf was crazy slow that day. Uh, it's very possible a customer list didn't like the turf, even though she's French, spread. But I just wanted to uh, bring that to people's attention. Hey, wait,
3: Howard, real quick on that last race, too, if you watch the replay, it looks almost like I rad sort of shut her down. Like maybe she wasn't taken to the surface because okay. he basically, yep. it looked like he stopped riding her. Cause I mean, she was in a decent position and it looked like he just sort of just stopped. And maybe it was like a live another day sort of situation.
0: I, I don't want to steal your, Jim's thought. Cause Jim, you've got the six also. Jim, oh, sorry. Feel Jim. Free to, no, you're fine, that's Pete. okay. Jim, feel free to talk about the six, but also I'd really like you to talk about the three for sure, because Kyle's got the three in second. I have the three nowhere, by the way. I very. I could be totally wrong in this race, but if I'm right, I'm going to get paid because I hate the six. and I really don't like the three, but go ahead, Jim. The, the dance floor is yours.
2: The only thing on the six is that I like the fact that Chad brought it back to Saratoga. He gave it four good works on the Saratoga turf, uh, yeah. a couple of little bullets. And, again, it was a bog he ran in last time. They probably, if it wasn't yeah. the, the big dad pen, they probably were it off the turf. So I'm going to throw that race out. I was impressed by the maiden, even though it was at Monmouth. Um, as far as the three-horse goes, you got a horse that's grade, uh, grade two uh, placed, has not had fast turf yet. Um, uh, rained off one time, got soft turf at Keeneland, a yielding turf at Belmont, still running good. I think, you know, the, the fast turf can really improve the horse. I like Rosario Clement, the, uh, the combo. Uh, the post position is good for this type of uh, on the inner turf. And, you know, considering the, the back class, I think the horse has got a decent chance. I like the six a bit better. You and I be opposite, Howard. I know you hate the three and the six. Um, good luck to both of us. I hope one of us comes out on top. Yeah, I mean I Paul, hope it's you, Jim. Yeah. Me too, Paul. Yeah. Paul, you were sharp in this race. I didn't want to say anything, but wow, how perceptive you were. <laughs>
0: uh, by the way, hate is way I don't I shouldn't use that word because uh, there's no, so much shit going on in the world right now. I shouldn't use the word hate. But anyway, dislike strongly. Uh Kyle, well you got the Kyle, you want to talk about the one real quick and then Cause I want to talk about this horse and then I'll talk about, I'm going to go on about a two minute diatribe. If you guys don't mind my, my longest comments for the entire show. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's just, this one was just came down to a pace figure for me. I mean, you know, decent works on the Belmont turf, not, not too good, but the pretty decent. I just like the two, like the look at that last race at Belmont on the turf on the, you know, the rock hard Belmont turf 26 flat for a quarter. And he still ended up closing into that pace from you know gee, granted two and a half gee, back. She I, I made the cardinal sin. I'm sorry, I did it. <laughs> uh but um, <laughs> I know, but yeah, she I mean she still closed into that pace and only lost by half a length. So again, just oh. looking to, for horses that close into a you know another kind of slower pace into this race. So
0: okay, watch this trip, guys. She's in she's in this like this blue and pink. She's in between horses. I know, Pete, I don't like, I don't mind in between horses, Pete, and a her phrase. But anyway, because <laughs> they like to get covered up, right? Guys, yeah. you t- uh, Jim, uh, Kyle, I'll let you talk. I don't want to steal your thunder. I thought this trip in the stretch was deceivingly bad. Mm-hmm. I'll just let it run through. You can talk about it. Look at this. I one. mean, I mean
4: go yeah, she's in behind five right now, and she's looking for a way to go, looking for a way to go. Finally starts moving on her after the turn, but still, and like, again, more traffic, still trying yeah. to work through. And oh, still not geez. moving on her anyway, and then now starts to pump again, and now she starts coming. So, more 100%. Trouble again,
0: she'd like come across like six different horses. I mean,
4: yep, exactly. Now that's she's what I finally mean.
0: getting her mojo going, mm-hmm. right? I mean,
4: yeah, it's exactly right. I don't even know if that's uh, you know, it's deceivingly bad. I mean, in a 26 quarter as well, that race, I mean, and trouble in the stretch. I mean, like I said, just looking for ways that I can see this race run. Like I said, I don't want to see your Thunder either, but with slow paces like that, I love when horses can come from the back in a slow pace, especially going into what looks like on paper another slow pace. Yeah,
0: I, I thought she's the horse to beat, guys. The rail, the distance. She's, I mean, that trip was horrendous, I thought. Um, she's got buyers better than anyone else for the most part. Okay, guys, strap it in, everyone at home. Strap it in. Now, let me, let me say this. Um, I, I make bold statements. I've been... Let me let me criticize myself. Alcabong is a horse I loved last Saturday. in Indiana was horrible. I embarrassed myself on Twitter. That's okay. I'm willing to take chances with horses. But again, if I'll toot my own horn though, if you if you, if you get the race day blog or you pay attention to me, I'm very good with price horses, especially in the mix. I want everyone to take a look at the four horse in this race real carefully. Okay, everyone, look at your PPs at the four. The four horse is Missy Greer at 15 to one, okay? Anyone at home, if you agree with me, I'm gonna raise my right hand. I, Howard Kravitz, will not get beat by a speed horse going two turns at Saratoga, amen, move on. I am not, Pete, I know you agree with me. I am not gonna let this happen, this meet. And guys, this horse is low in speed, gone. Absolutely gone on paper. Now, if you wanna say, Howard, you're crazy, the horse isn't good enough. Fine. That's a different argument, but the horse is going to have the lead in a slow pace. Two back was a weak field at Gulfstream. It was a weak field, but uh, she took pace pressure and won very easily. Now the last time she, this is a speed horse guys. She was thrown into the wolves at, and the, um, uh, the black eyed Susan. Okay. She's the two watch the two in this race did not break rate. Again, this is a speed horse, but there's two things I want you to notice. Number one, the break and the trip in general. Okay, not not great there, bumped, whatever. And I want you to watch her action. She's got very high leg action. You see how she like brings up her, she's got very high, she's climbing, she's in between. She's completely uncomfortable right here taking dirt. This is not what this horse wants to do. She's got very high leg action. Look, she veered out. She's just all over the place. And, and this is not, you can see right there, she's like a long striding, horse who's got high knee action i'm just going to bring it forward she stopped she's right here and what i want to show you she completely stops and why i'm showing this is because the jock right here she's right the horse is just giving up okay she's done uh, the jock is done riding her blah 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 that's why she lost by five thousand 000 lengths okay this horse is going to be on the lead i think she's got some talent the danny Gar- there's danny gargan Right, Danny Garden. We just talked about him, and look at the breeding on this horse, Nyquist, and on the dam side, on the dam side, she's got. Uh, by the way, half to Gronkowski. Hello, Gronkowski, who finished second to uh, what is it? Justify, right in the uh, in the Belmont. So I don't think distance is a problem. She's got some turf breeding. I think she's fascinating. Where? I where's the turf breeding? Where is the turf? Well, Uncle Uncle Mo is good, and this is on the bottom side, Smart Strike. Where, let's see, Smart no, Strike. Just, I think
2: yeah, was the, breeding
0: threw, the breeding through
3: the breeding through is what threw me off. I had this horse Howard, and the this was one of the horses I needed to close this, out this, that pick five that mail, day. The
0: grand down the male side has a little bit of turf breeding. Uh, she runs like a turf horse to me, uh, uh, Paul. I could be wrong. Uncle Mo, Uncle <laughs> no, Mo is well, a nice sire for turf. I don't know.
1: But Nyquist, ran, ran. Is not, Nyquist is not really proven to be a great turf sire.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, but her first The speed, out,
1: the speed first... Howard, I told you what I think of the race. I think it's going to be one toward the front end. So you, you could be on. We'll see what Maggie says in the paddock about okay. her. Okay, anyway, I,
0: I'm not saying put the mortgage on this horse, but I'm using this horse underneath in trifectas. I think she's fascinating. If she gets to the top and slows it down, I think she can take them a lot further than she looks. And I think because people see that 28 buyer guys last time, people are just going to completely discount this horse. I think she's interesting to, to get a piece and who in this race, like blows you away. No one to mm-hmm. me. So anyway, guys, that's my thought. I could be completely wrong. Let's uh, uh go on to the next race. Missy Greer is my price play of the entire sequence, at least underneath. If she gets the lead and she slows it down, I'll be very happy. Uh, let's go on to the next race, guys uh race nine we're doing good on time i knew this would be a longer show again appreciate we have a lot almost everyone is staying on that's been watching so appreciate we got two more races the shy Shilover, Shallerville. we'll go a little bit more quickly guys six furlongs uh two-year-old fillies here a lot of us have the same horse i know i haven't switched the banner yet let me uh switch the banners there we go you'll see a ton of one six nine in this race it looks like it's pretty much a three-horse race line favorite is the one just Cindy coming from Kentucky for Keneally and I rad Paul, let you go first because you've got a very interesting horse that none of that only Kyle has in third. Not a lot of us have a Vidario for Robert Reed and Rosario coming from parks.
2: Fascinating horse.
1: Well, let me take you back a few years to a horse named Viquist. Yeah. Was coming from Parks and first came horse up I to thought of when I saw his
0: name, uh, Paul, mm-hmm. uh,
1: and won the spin away. Yeah, and went on to win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Uh, with Butchie Reed uh, after the spin away, said, I can't, which of course is a sprint, said to us, I can't wait to get this horse around two turns. And I managed to shut myself out in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, and the horse won at six to one. So that's another story for another day, but uh. I, I, I th- it's the same pattern. Uh, the buyer is a little lighter than the other horses, but he's within reason. Uh, Ron Anderson knows what he's doing. Ron Anderson's not putting Rosario on a horse that he doesn't think has a legitimate shot, and uh, I, I, I think this horse has as good a chance as anyone in this race.
0: Uh, I listen. There's a lot. There's a lot of speed in this race, but she's fast, and we just saw a horse at what Prairie Meadows. Run off the screen, who looked a little bit slow on Saturday. If you watched the Prairie Meadows races, Paul, I'm assuming you did, because I know you're a serial uh, Pick Five player. Yeah. Uh, so, I did. Uh, yeah, uh, this horse is interesting. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Let's go to Kyle. Uh, Kyle, the one, just Cindy. I was going to show a replay, but uh, we're getting a little late on time now. This horse ran much better than it looks on paper. I highly recommend you guys watch the replay of this horse. What'd you like, Kyle?
4: 100. percent And I mean um i had a i got a i had a few pete stats i wrote down a whole list on everybody of pete stats for these wow. ones so <laughs> well don't don't say mom i'm not gonna the,
0: the people that have the race they blog. we want to you know give well, them right. all they deserve
4: right of course but uh justifies obviously just getting into his um his offspring and his offspring are just starting to go to the races but All, every single one of Justify's turf sprinter, or sorry, Justify's offspring have raced in dirt sprints, all eight of them. And he is, they've been in the money six of the eight, and they have won three of the eight. And this horse coming out of this race, and like you said, it's not even like the paper doesn't do it justice. This is his top buyer out of all these horses. Like I said, I think the last work at Churchill was kind of just a nice, easygoing work, as you can see by the rest of his workout sheet. So, and I think, I just think this horse has a really good shot, and especially just being tactical speed. While the rest of these horses kind of just look like, you know, a lot of them are just front-running types. So, yeah. that's where I'm looking towards.
0: And again, I highly recommend. Let's put us on screen a little. I highly recommend you guys check out that that video because um, she didn't break great. She was climbing a little bit. Once she got to the outside and the clear, she really rolled and. Uh, Kyle, I totally agree. There's a lot of horses that look like they want the lead and not a lot of horses have learned to pass. Uh, Kyle, actually, let's go to Pete. Pete, you've got the one also. Uh, none of us think the rail is a problem, uh, but it's got to be a little bit of a concern, right, Pete?
3: Well, it's always a little bit, but I mean, I, you know, I think he's going to have to just, it's IRAD. So IRAD can work a trip. IRAD will just knock somebody out of the way if he needs to get off the rail and, and make some room for you. He himself.
0: doesn't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on. By the way, four of us have the one. I just noticed four of the five have the one, everyone except Paul and Paul's got the one in second. So we just put the one in, in getting a horrible trip and getting bounce. Yeah, the rail definitely.
3: Box, right yeah. Definitely getting knocked over the rail probably. Well, and this is one too. I like what, what Kyle was talking about. I mean, you have five, there's another race. We have 500 plus early pay speed figures. So you're hoping that, it, it heats up a little bit. They're going to come over on this horse. This horse is going to be probably sitting on the rail and just going to have to work a trip behind that speed. Yeah. But I think yeah. if, if the speed clears just needs to work his way a little bit off the rail, work his way out where her, I'm talking, I rad mostly work his way off the rail and then, and then hopefully get a clear run. Oh, I did you have a really- Keneally stat five for 75 in graded stakes. So I don't know if that, uh, if that scares anybody away.
0: Tom, hey Thomas Spinoza We know why you like this horse. It's because of the name. It Has nothing to do with Pratt. Come on, we we <laughs> you, we know you love Janice Joplin music, Tom. I'm sure. Um, and and see money. Uh, let's see. I uh, see money's here. Thanks, see money He has a lot of comments too. Uh, let's see. Who did, did I? Uh, Jim, we didn't we didn't get to talk to you. Did you, Jim? Uh, Jim, Summer Promise is a very fast horse for D, D- Wayne, who impressed the Churchill. Maybe the speed of the speed. Maybe just yeah. outbreaks breaks everyone, but. Uh, if she doesn't break on top, Jim, I have concerns.
2: I'm concerned too, but I was just looking at the horse. Beautifully bred, beautiful post. Yeah. Uh, I love the work at, at Churchill, 46. Yeah, you know, geez, 46. Free. But so, D-Wayne
0: does work him fast, just want everyone to know, but
2: yes. So, yeah, looking for an alternative to the, to the rail horse. I I just thought this was maybe the the, the second best, the the one that actually may break it on top and and never look back. So I got it in second. I do like the one almost as a single, but um, of of the rest, I like the nine. And I think the six is close behind too.
0: I just want to mention very quickly, me and my shadow. Again, I'm not going to, we're not going to watch the replay, go watch the replay of me and my shadow. She took heat the entire way guys. She took heat the entire way. And still drew off and won by four. And that time of fifty-seven and one, almost fifty-seven and one on the sin is very fast. Um, she's she's out of violent. She's by violence. This is a very fast filly. But there's a lot of other speed in this race. So to me, me and my shadow, I prefer me and my shadow over the nine in terms of the better speed because I think she ran a better race. I mean, the numbers say she ran a better race anyway. And Cassie's, by the way, got three in this race, just want to mention. So that's also interesting. But I agree with most of you. I think the one's going to sit – if this one gets the trip, I think she draws off and wins by three late in the stretch because I think she's that good, uh, in my opinion.
1: Hey, uh, Uh, Pete, uh, one stat, Pete, you mentioned Keneally, and this is why at Saratoga especially you have to pay attention to meet specific stats. In two-year-old stakes races, he's one for four. So, yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, I saw that. So, so. You know, the,
3: the one the one is always a tough one. It's always tough to judge whether that's a useful one. But I, I I I note those in the I note those for the user sometimes. I'm like, hey, do what you want yeah. with it. But it's small, but I'll do it. I like that six, by the way, with you, Howard, a little bit. Yeah, he was a, me yeah, too. Mean, one thing I saw. He's a half to no parole who second out. Yeah. On dirt. Oh, wow. Just rolled. So that was a that oh. was a nice. I, I was just confident in that a little more when I saw that this one was coming off synth. But I was like, yeah. there's a horse who, who, who was able to do that in a second in a second start. So I, I was actually seven to two threw me on that
0: one. I thought maybe that one would get overlooked in the odds a bit, the six. Well, yeah, I think D Wayne's going to take a lot of money in the outside, to be honest. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's meaner to see. Um, I, sorry, guys. I already moved to the last race here. Now, this is the last race of the season. This is the closeout. Like, this is the one you got to hit. You got to hit all of them. But this closes out to pick five, claiming $35,000, a half. Oh, boy. Here we go. A cluster off race, claiming 35 on the turf, five and a half furlongs. If you're lucky enough to survive the first four, you got to get through this leg. We actually, a lot of us are thinking alike in this race, um, especially Paul and I, who I think we have the exact same order or very close. Or actually, we have the same three horses Paul and I do in this race. Anyway, uh, the fav- more line favorite in this race is the number six, Abuse of Power um, for Antonacci and Santana, who's not really known as a turf rider. Um, so, Paul, I'll let you represent uh, uh, you and I since we have the same three. Paul, you're going with the four. Rigby, who I have in third. Pete's got in second. Let's see. Kyle and Jim actually have nowhere. But this is a New York bread for Maker and sayas eight to one morning line. What is it you like about Rigby, Paul?
1: Well, uh, I, I would agree with you, Howard, that if you do get to this leg, you know, you want to – hopefully your a's have won so you you have your b's and c's alive because this is a this is the type of race a horse could pay 50 dollars and, and no one would be surprised what do i like about rigby um i i well starting with the trainer you know maker we all know about maker but maker carries his form over to saratoga uh very well he he is uh he wins at a, just under 20, 19% at Saratoga over the last three uh, uh, three years. Uh, I, I like Sayers a lot uh, at Saratoga. I like him on the turf equally uh, as well as the dirt. I think while I'm not a huge fan of the cutback on turf as much as I am on dirt, uh, I do think that this horse is going to be probably mid-pack, and, and I do think this race will be one from behind. I don't think it's as fast as the turf sprint to open the sequence, but I think there's enough of a pace that it could be one from behind. And I almost went with the six. The six is also very pace dependent. Um, you might get a better price because of the unknown trainer who I couldn't find starting a horse at Saratoga in the last five years. But uh, in the end, I I kind of defaulted to maker and science.
0: You know what I thought was interesting about this horse, uh, Paul? I think Sai is going to take back a little bit. I I think this horse is better coming from behind. I also think he's better shorter. So there there were some interesting – I agree with you. I'm very interested in this horse, uh, Paul. Uh, A lot of things have to go her way, but I think she's fascinating at a price. I totally agree with you there. Let's talk to Kyle and Pete, who have the five on top. There was a lot of speed in this race, by the way, everyone. A lot of speed. And um, Kyle, you just think the five is just going to outgun everyone – uh to the top and and wire the field i suppose right
4: personally yeah i mean um the quick works the quick last two granted they were on dirt but in indiana it just looks like this horse is ready for coming off the sin first route on the turf granted you know lost by four but um i think this horse is prized to take another jump dropping down a little bit from allowance to claiming so i think she just breaks well and granted you know depending on how the turf plays i think that she can just run them off their feet here kind of get a jump on everybody
0: Ah, uh, Pete. This is an all-or-nothing type, though, right? I mean, she doesn't break on top; she probably doesn't win. Would you agree with that, Pete?
4: Yeah, definitely.
3: Definitely needs the lead. I mean, I actually, it's funny what Paul said. I actually singled this horse in the the ticket that we'll we'll post in a little bit. So, oh, I'm riding with like the. I, I'm riding with this one, just going to the top and and gunning it, and and just seeing. Okay. And it was more because I wanted to go deeper in some other legs, but I'm just figuring, screw it. I don't like the many of the horses in this <laughs> race. I'm hoping this one just guns it and gets to the top and runs away.
0: Well, I think I think I think Jim's horse on top, or Jim's horse that he likes might have might have something to say about that. Jim, you're going with the one, magn uh, magn. Mag, oh boy, what is it? Magniloquent. Magniloquent. Yeah, I mean... Uh This horse, if this horse doesn't go and do, if this horse doesn't have the lead in the first, let's just say three jumps, I'll be shocked. <laughs>
2: Yeah, perhaps. It, it, this horse is really interesting out of American Pharaoh. It didn't, didn't run well last spring. They gave it time off, brought the horse back in December. That was a sneaky good race. The horse that uh, finished second in that race came back to win next out. The horse that won the race, just won with a 91 buyer. The, the race came back super strong. They brought it back in February at Gulfstream with uh, with Jose Ortiz riding. Jose won with the race wire to wire in a terrific time. Last time out with Paco, gotten a ridiculous speed duel between horses. I, a a crazy race. I'm just putting an X through. Uh, the horse came back with some super works with, uh, with Wesley Ward. He's got good stats in this. He's got a good post. Um, I like the breeding. I like the two stars prior to the last one with Paco. I like the work sense. Um, I I think the horse has got a big shot from the rat. I think it's, it's a wide open race. And, and you, you know, when are you going to get eight to one on a Wesley Ward horse?
0: (laughs) Uh, I, Jim, are you uh, upset with the fact that I would never use this horse in a million years? Does that bother sure.
2: you? <laughs> well, no, I, again, uh, I'm not what, a single betting man. I get your other horses second and third, but I think in a, in a pick-five situation as, as a beer suit, why not? Here,
0: here's, here's my logic, and guys, part of the show is pushing back. I know, I know you don't mind, Jim, but I want to not give the all. viewers an, another uh, just how I feel about the race. One is absolute speed, right, going, no doubt about it. I think we'd all agree with that, right? Uh, the three is not slow. The five is absolutely going, no question about it. Six, who I'll talk about in a second, is the closer, right? Fine. The the outside are just speed, 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 speed. Like the nine is not can't win, but has to go. The ten is absolute go go go. And the eleven is absolute go go go. Like no choice. I just I, I don't see and I could be wrong. I, I don't see how the one is gonna fight off everyone, including the closers. And I hate the rail. He's just going to be, she's going to be pressed the entire way. I just, I understand the price. I understand your logic, Jim. And I, good luck to you because you're going to get a price. I just totally dislike this one. The reason why I like the six and I agree with the five and four, I've got six, five, four. There's a lot of speed in this race. I know Pete and I have talked about it ad nauseum. Someone's probably just going to wire the field like the five. It's very possible. To me, the six is by far the best closer. It's not even close. Um, she raced well enough going a short distance. She probably wants it a little bit further, but she's by far the best closer on every measure. She's run races in the 70s. I like her on top. I don't think Santana can win a turf race. He's not that bad, and there's just a lot of speed. I think he's the best closer. I don't really need to say much more. I like, I like the 6, but I would, go, I would use 4, 5, 6 uh, quite a bit. All right, guys. Let's get into our uh, pick 5, and I appreciate everyone sticking around. We're going to be very brief, guys. Like Literally... One sentence about the, your pick five ticket instruction uh, as we show it here on the bottom of the screen in just a second. Here we'll show on our pick five. By the way, uh, next Thursday, before I forget, everyone, next Thursday in two days, Nick Tamaro, who is fantastic, will be live right here on the HHH Racing Podcast with Pete, Paul, and myself talking about the Saturday late pick five and stake races. Again, Nick Tamaro, 8 p.m. Eastern thursday right here hope you're really enjoying the show nick is fantastic he'll be joining us all right we're gonna go paul is first i'm gonna read it off to everyone and then again very briefly like literally one sentence guys about wh- how, why you constructed the ticket the way you did paul's got an 81 dollars ticket four nine ten with six seven with one three six with one four nine with four five six on the end paul quick thoughts on your pick five
1: well it's Pretty much terrible ticket construction with like three horses in each race except for one. But of course I am limited to a hundred dollars by my uncle Howard, my cheap uncle on my cousin's father's side. So we I all don't have your money, Paul. We all
0: don't have your money, man.
1: <laughs> uh no, you know, it's it's a it's a difficult sequence. Uh I was looking for a single, which you try to do in a caveman. The best I could do was come up with going too deep uh in that second leg uh with the six seven and um you know I, I really hope to get that four home in the skylerville to to blow it up a little bit on my ticket. So I'll end it at that.
0: That would be nice if we got that home. Uh Pete, you're going four eight nine ten with one two four six seven nine with three six eleven twelve with one nine with your gutsy, fast Corey single. Uh, what is it? Do you have to bet the f- single the five on the end of every ticket now? Is that the, is that the plan, Pete?
3: Apparently. Yeah, apparently. There, there's no logic necessarily. But I, that's one of those where I'm like, you know what? I could go eight deep, or I could just go single and take the horse that I like. When I went through them, that was the one that jumped out at me. I liked the one nine. And then I thought the second leg was, was tough for me, and I thought the third leg was tough for me. So I wanted to go yeah. – deeper than normal in those and figure, ah, the heck would it, I'll probably have some, i bun have a bunch of bees in the, in that last leg. So it's not just relying on the five.
0: Uh, Jim, you're going five, nine with one, four, six, seven, with three, six, with one, six, nine, with one, four, five, six, 96 bucks.
2: Yeah. Just real briefly. My keys to beat uh, just say one in the first part of it. I think you can get some value that way. I'm against that's the,
0: the Wesley, War, Wesley Ward-Irad horse. So I Wesley Ward-Irad
2: horse. And the and bad if I can stat, beat
0: right? The bad stat.
2: The bad stat. Yeah, you know, one for 27 going from route to, to a sprint. So if I can beat the horse, I can maybe get some value. allowed me to, to spread in some of the other later, other later races. I much like Paul, I couldn't really find a single. So I really wanted to spread later.
0: I thought it was really hard to find a single in this sequence. Kyle, you got 149. Kyle found a single, and I like your single, Kyle. 149 with the one... With one three six eleven, with one four six nine, with one five six. The one is the I can't remember the name, but that's it's the Common horse. Fire. That oh that's right, it's Goddess of Fire, excuse me, for Pletcher in the uh mile dirt race.
4: hmm Yeah. Like I said earlier, I think she just gets the right setup there. So I'm gonna single Goddess of Fire. I think the seven's gonna run with, but I think this. I think the goddess fire just goes past her. And one, one last thing for me. I know someone was er- talking about it earlier. Was talking about Safi Joseph horses and what to do with them yeah. in these yeah, New York circuits. Uh, I, especially in this last race with the eleven. I know some people were talking about it. Um, that turf to dirt, or dirt to turf, and Florida is eleven tw- percent, thirteen for one, eighteen. And in the last five years, he has not won a single race from dirt to turf in any other circuit. So, just uh, last stat for you guys to kind of lead off that. And
1: Kyle, to, to, to further in at Saratoga over the last three years, he's three for fifty-seven. So he's not really. He's waiting for them to put in a synthetic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he likes. He likes he South Florida. Uh-huh. I I don't know. I, I don't I don't wanna say anything that'll get me in trouble, but it's 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 yeah, interesting. Yeah, I know what you're thinking now. <laughs> it, 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 interesting stats thinking, very interesting stats on Safi Joseph. I'll just leave it at that. Uh all right, guys. Here's here's my pick five ticket. Four nine with one six seven with one four seven with one six nine with four five six. as an eighty four dollar ticket. Pete, don't feel bad about that three by three by three by whatever. I couldn't yeah, find a single I couldn't I couldn't find a single in this sequence, and I'm going only too deep in the first leg, which is a five-and-a-half turf sprint, and the four's got horrible stats. So I would probably be out of this ticket in the first leg. I am using other horses, of course. Um, I, just, I had a hard time finding singles anywhere. It's a very difficult sequence. Most of us on the screen here use ABC tickets. I'm sure we've got other horses. Last thing I want to say, guys, before we end the show, because I didn't really have a chance to – explain my reasoning because i said a lot of things today and people are wondering maybe where i came up with some of this stuff let me just get a banner up here the closing banner the number three in race eight which i think jim liked i think jim you have the horse in second it's a more like mm-hmm. favorite my my kisses or whatever the, the, the horse the that. reason why i don't like that horse just to mention the three in race eight um she got a dream trip in a slow pace and lost to consumer spending who just finished third in the Oaks. And I think because of that running line, people are going to really like her. But yeah. was, she got the dream trip of trips. It's a much bigger field. It's a it's a deeper field she's facing. And she's going to take a lot of unnecessary money, in my opinion. So uh, I have the three in the mix in race eight. It's the Moyline favorite. That's the race where everyone thinks I'm crazy using the four speed horse that, that everyone I see in the comments. Half the people said I'm nuts. Listen, that's fine. No problem with it. I can't wait till this horse runs big on Thursday in the money, and then I can uh, retort back or not. Who knows? But anyway, that's why I don't like the three in race eight. Guys, we're going to wrap up the show. It's been a long show. It's been a great show. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to let Paul have the final comments. He sees Mr. Saratoga with the Saratoga special. Paul, final thoughts, anything we need to talk about on the meet, uh, things on Thursday, things to do in Saratoga, best place to watch the races on the track, just, Any final thought at all about Saratoga? Paul, the floor is yours.
1: I will shameless plug, Howard. You can read the Saratoga special at thisishorseracing.com. And I would like to humbly say uh, it's the most thorough Saratoga coverage around. And I'm a very small part of it. I'm only up there two or three times. But uh, I do have an interesting feature coming up in one of the first few editions on one of the assistant starters. who was You'll appreciate this, Howard, who was a big-time... Division two college basketball player in New Hampshire. He's six oh, five, wow. and uh, he's on the gate crew. And uh, you can uh, read about that. But uh, you know, look, we just spent a lot, a lot of time on card number one, and we get thirty nine more of them after this, which I think is just, just terrific. It's, it's the best time of year, um, as far as the town. Uh, pete you got to get there it's 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 a town you could live in even without the racing and i'll just end by saying howard and this is for you because you're going to be there in a week yes sir my favorite this is going to sound crazy and i love the races but the mornings at the oklahoma training track across the street i love just about as much as i do the afternoon racing you know they train on the main track and you know the the a lot of workouts on the main track but a lot of the serious training gets done on the oklahoma side and to be out there at seven o'clock in the morning with a cup of coffee watching these horses train i i highly highly recommend it and uh i can't wait can't wait to get there
0: well i'm looking forward to being there i'm flying next wednesday if you're going to be in saratoga uh next week please send me a dm on twitter i don't want really Respectful, I don't want like fifty thousand emails. But if you don't follow me on Twitter, you can write me a short email if you'd like. But uh, I'd love to meet people. I'm going to be sitting mainly. I'll send this out later. I'm going to be sitting mainly in the, in the stretch boxes, which is a new section uh, that that looks fantastic, relatively new section. So that's where I'm going to be for the most part on those three days, probably walking around. Uh, guys, you've done a great job. It's been a long show. But we've given the information out there to the viewers and listeners. Uh, full. Coverage really appreciated. We hope everyone's going to join us next Thursday, uh 8 p.m. Eastern, with Nick Tamro, Pete, Paul, and myself covering the late pick five on Saturday. For, and please make sure you check out the uh HHH Racing Podcast Store again. The online store is only open through midnight Monday, July 18th. So please check that out below the video player. Click the Show More button. Number one promotion. The link is there. For my co-host, Pete Visco, and the special's very own, Paul Halloran, and my great contributors, Kyle Roscoe and Jim Polars this has been Howard Kravitz, a preview of the Saratoga Meet, and it is opening day this Thursday. Good luck, everyone. We're going to have full coverage on this YouTube channel of the Saratoga Meet. Please make sure you check us out all meet long. Good luck on Thursday, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye.